Hey everyone, welcome to Rewind the Love, a podcast about the best era in reality television. Recapping shows like Charm School, Flavor of Love, Rock of Love, and all the great celeb reality shows that you love. I am Mike. And I'm Sonia. And you would think that given that we have nothing but time, we would not be taking notes and recording and editing at the very last minute. It's who we are and it's what we do. Yes, but but we are. Coronavirus ain't gonna change us. Yes. Hopefully you all are staying home, staying safe. Hopefully everyone's healthy. Yes. And if you have to leave your home, hopefully it is for a good reason. Yeah. And if you're, you know, medical personnel, essential personnel, prayers up for you. Also, thank you. Thank you for your there service. There you go. Genuinely. Actually, yes. If you are a grocery employee, something like that, something that is keeping the world afloat right now. Yes. We appreciate you. Uh, how's everything going? How's how how's life? You should everybody? know. Oh, I, I mean, no, I was. I, mean, I know. We've been I, together for a week. Now. I know. We've been <laughs> we've been together a lot. We've we've talked out everything. We've got a lot of board games. Things have gotten heated. We have a lot of board games. Yeah, so it's been fun. But you know, thinking about everybody, how y'all doing? Uh, hopefully you've been binging some of this content. You know, flavor of love. Rock of Love, which we're getting to soon. Yes. I Love New York, Charm Getting School. ready to listen. Yes. I am still not looking forward to it, but it's the <clears throat> commitment that we made to all of you. I'm excited for it. Rate, review, subscribe, tell friends who yes. don't suck. Five stars, please. You can watch along with us, as I mentioned, normally, I guess. Whoops. Whoa. Yes. On Hulu. On Hulu. I, I'll take over Tubi. from there. Oh, my God. I not know how to Tubi. do words. Not, not Tubi. on Tubi anymore. Just Hulu. No, not wow. Tubi. Wow. Oof. Yikes. Can you tell that my brain is melted? Anyway. Been inside for a long time. We have. There's no VH1CU news, obviously. Yes. Nothing really new. I guess the only thing, just what we're watching corner, I guess we could call this segment. The watching corner? That sounds scary. Sounds very creepy. What we're watching. Go to the watching corner. Ooh. Or dystopian, honestly. No, let's get rid of that. The watching corner. Anyway, what we're watching, we're working on it. The working title is what we're watching. In our queue. Pop. There you go. That's what it's called. I guess. But this is in the queue. No. No, that's more like breaking news. That's news. You can't use the news sound for everything that we're doing. I don't know. It gets people's attention. In the queue. So we've watching. Oh, we were watching season one of Fleabag. Yes, enjoyed Mike, it very much. Yeah, Mike heard himself laughing, so that was an experience. But it does. Hurt. We're also watching. If My you now, if you love this shit, right? And if you are like me and also love true crime, you have to, have to, literal show homework requirement. Watch Tiger King on Jeez. Netflix. No, it's a show requirement. It's bonkers. Everybody needs to see it. It is out of control. As much reality TV. And all this garbage that I've watched in my life and as much true crime content that I've watched in my life, nothing prepared me for the absurdity that is Joe Exotic and company. I wish I knew one of his songs so I could sing it right now. I sort of remember Here Kitty Kitty, but I was too, oh, like, I'm... scandalized. That was the one about Carol. Okay. I was going to say I remember Well, the I mean, video. there's several about Carol, all, but yeah. there's, there's one in particular that's relevant to Carol's personal history he's just he's so crazy he's out of his fucking mind they're all out of their minds for the most part like you expect the lady that owns the big cat rescue because that sounds like an admirable 
thing yeah. who's like fighting against him to be the character you believe in and support nope not the case nah, she she's sucks. also terrible mm-hmm. and just it's it's so cliche i've been telling people it's so cliche to say like oh and just when you think it couldn't get any crazier it does but like there's no other way to describe it the twists and the turns are like completely unanticipated and even if you've listened to i think some podcast series did something about Joe Exotic, but as much as you think that you know from that, everybody I know who's listened to it is like, that didn't even begin to cover what we're covering here. That'd be a fun bonus episode. I don't have the energy. Like, I, I don't... <laughs> I, there's too much to talk about. Like, I can't keep true. up. But talk about diligent note-taking. Listen. Let's, we'd let, have to well, summarize you know what, the whole note, thing in, like, one episode. Second, let's talk for a second. Let's talk for... To bring it back to this... Let's talk for a second about how terrible this note-taking process was. Holy shit. If you remember, listening audience, back to season two of Flavor of Love, the episode where they have all the rappers over and you can't understand a single thing anybody's saying and you're trying to type really fast, all of that shit does not compare to the argument in this week's episode. Mm -hmm. And you know what's so funny is, like, it is so clear to me I want to say it's it would be objectively clear. I have no way to know because obviously we know who stole the picture and who's behind all of this. Yeah. To me, Larissa is acting so fucking guilty. Like, this is like peak telltale heart type bullshit. Yeah. Her behavior is literally the equivalent of a heart in the floorboard. It's a little kid who Holy knows they shit. did something wrong and they get ridiculously defensive. It's and then they get mad. Almost embarrassingly defensive. It is, yeah. And she has the audacity to be, like, so proud of herself. Like, she came up with such a good plan. Yeah. And that, you it, know, she's really conning it. She's doing a really good job convincing everybody she has nothing to do with it. It's like, no, you're just around a bunch of stupid people. I really, it makes me wonder if the producers made her do something. Like, it's like, you have to come up with something, but you have to do this. <gasps> Because it's a really dumb fucking plan. It's I mean, stupid. I, I think that the producers are definitely encouraging them to act up. Keep you on TV. But I think that she is dumb enough to have this bad of an idea. You know what I mean? Like I, like I said last time we were in the Flavor of Love universe, or the Charm School universe, sorry. If she was smart, she would have done it the Regina George way, which is take something of her own and put it under Shatar's bed and be like, I can't believe you stole this from me. You're such a bitch. Like, whatever. And the way and, she yells. And, but that's the thing is, like, if because there aren't, there wouldn't then be, like, an added variable of someone else to kind of question the motive. Mm-hmm. And then it would have just probably all swept under the rug. But she took something and took something, like I mentioned last time, that was out of shatar's mo because shatar usually steals things because she like doesn't really form human attachments so she like has a hard time understanding personal value i kind of feel like Mm -hmm. and to her clothes are the most valuable thing as part of her big grandiose idea of herself that she has in her head instead of pictures of someone's yeah like i don't think that that's it it, to me is not in her realm no it doesn't sound like her all, all that to say, it was a terrible plan, and the fact that she's been getting away with it is purely just because everybody there is dim. So, like on that note, switch. <laughs> like a dimmer switch on low. 
Ain't nobody needs to know. Look, I'm the one singing now. Oh, I thought it was going to be on the good ship Lollipop. Oh, no. I was singing Turn It Off from... Oh! From... Book of Mormon. Book of Mormon. Like a light switch, it goes click. I know. (laughs) Sorry. Now you got me singing again anyway. Oh, boy. All right. Let's just get into this episode Let's get into it, yes. Well, speaking of catchy songs, Charm School, Season 1, Episode 7, titled... It's Mo's birthday, and I'll cry if I want to. Yes. Cry if I want Here we to. go. <laughs> hey, you would cry, too, if you were stuck with me during quarantine. That was actually a decent rhyme. Thank so. you. You just like it because it was a good self-burn. Because it's an act. You know exactly how it feels right now. Yes. I am the one stuck with you during quarantine, so. Good. It certainly could be worse. Did you see... True. To go out a quick divergence, did you see that lady who through like came up with this whole idea for a a nailed it birthday party for just the two her and her boyfriend in their house and this motherfucker has the nerve to be like i just like the show i don't want to participate in it why it would be funny wouldn't that be fun i mean don't do it don't do it because i'm lazy but like isn't that a good idea I wouldn't be mad I mean, if you did it, but now that you heard the idea, please don't do it. <laughs> well, no, because I didn't see the video, I guess. But what? She just gives him like no. A it's not a video. It was a Reddit thread. It was one of those oh, like, am I, it was am, am I, I the, the asshole? asshole for throwing my boyfriend a nailed it theme birthday party? Okay, so what do they have to do? Quick recap. She like put a bunch. Of, she like actually made a bunch of decorations and shit too, and just like came up with an activity where they'd have to like I guess make the cakes. Okay, and. He, like, threw a fit and was like, I don't want to have to work on my birthday. Oh, my God. And then she went out for, like, a walk because she was obviously upset that she put all this work into it and had a really thoughtful, sweet idea. And he just shit all over it. And then was like, wow, you really left me alone on my birthday. And then he said something in the middle of it, which is like, nobody ever thinks of me. And it's like, dude, nobody has ever thought about you more than your girlfriend. That was a thoughtful idea. fucking piece of shit. Yeah, you are. The, wait, who's the asshole? Was it her writing or him saying? She it? was saying, "Am I the asshole for throwing my boyfriend no, this party?" Obviously he's an not. Asshole. How did we get here? He's a butt. Oh, that I'm happy to be stuck with you in quarantine. That's how low the bar is, everyone. <laughs> that Mike being a decent human being, thanks to Reddit, makes me have to turn around and go, "Well, at least he's not like this." <laughs> <laughs> at least he's not the asshole. Right. Anyway, back to the show. So we're starting off the day. Thankfully, for once, we're not seeing them all waking up. Mm-hmm. Nice change of pace. I do have to say that they do take us on a quick little tour of the house, which, in case you forgot, is the I Love New York house. Decorated, in my opinion, much better. Still kind of a lot. But the color schemes are a little bit better, a little bit richer, a little more jewel tone going on, a little bit more refined with the woods and the classic elements to give it more of like a school kind of vibe. Although anything would be an improvement from the I Love New York decor situation, like the vibrant animal prints. And I mean, you follow it more than me. Yeah. I don't know. The things I That's, pay attention I, to. Yeah, I watch the episodes. I don't think about like, oh, that curtain has a blend of cheetah print on it. You don't look at the wall, like a giant zebra print wall and think, wow, this is really... Wow, gi- no, like- I, I don't sit there and go like, oh, wow, a giant zebra print wall. I just kind of go like, all right, what are they saying? What's going on right now? Yeah, I have to pay attention to all of that because I take my job seriously. <laughs> well, if you want to be somebody, if you want to go somewhere, better wake up and pay attention. Sister Act 2, yeah. Got it. So, Come on. 
Shay Larissa. Wait, you haven't seen that in full, right? You only know I've the main part. You know the, no, cult, the song seen... at the end. And you know when he does the high pitch watch thing. I have seen it in full before. Not in a very long time. I've seen like chunks of it yeah. within the last couple years. Oh, and then, of course, the, the main song at the end is part of the Reed's theme yes. song. The podcast, The Reed. So Shay and Larissa are kicking back. And Larissa is literally staring at herself in the mirror like Mother Gothel from Tangled. You know, proud of herself for getting Shatara and Dara kicked out. Hey, what's the king from Tangled? The kingdom. The king? The oh, kingdom, Corona. Sorry. That's right. Look at that. Self-isolation and Corona. It all fucking comes back to that shit. Disney knows. This is where one of those conspiracy theories are like, they put this stuff in our faces in movies and cartoons and shit. Um, There's conspiracy theories about that stuff. Well, technically. Like Back to I, the Future was one. There's that whole fucking conspiracy theory where it predicted like 9-11 or whatever. Oh, the Cubs being in the World Series, although they lost. That might have been one as well. Did they win that year? I forgot. They lost, No, right? that was, yeah, because they gave up like seven or eight runs in the late inning. That was the, not Steve Berman. Steve Berman's the fucking ESPN guy. Bartman? Something. It was the fan in the crowd that they said, like, grab the foul no, ball. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the anniversary where it was 2015. Oh, shit. Never back mind. Back to the Future too. No, I take that back. They did win. They, do, they, they yeah, did, they right? The curse. That's what I yeah. thought. It was an elaborate... It was an elaborate so Back to the Future hit a plot couple things. for Black uh, for Back to the Future re-release. Shit, I know it's really weird, right? Anyway, <laughs> Larissa gives us a rundown of their terrible plan that we just gave you the rundown about earlier, and in one of many obnoxiously foreshadowing scenes we get during the course of this episode, we have Shay doing a talking head saying, "Larissa's my friend, and we're gonna look out for each other." Totally sure it's going to work out like that with no hiccups whatsoever. Ever. So Brooke and Lailene are being disgusting and sitting crisscross applesauce on the kitchen island. Why your feet are on a kitchen island, I don't know. How dare you? That's more offensive than anything. It's gross. But Brooke is sitting there and she's like, I don't think it's Shatar who took the picture. And she says in a talking head that she doesn't give a shit about the picture, but she cares that somebody in the house is kicking people out. Their plan's working. She does seem to have a plan in general to start kind of pushing people to admit, you know, like what the truth is. And she did point out in something that hadn't really crossed my mind, but was actually a very good point, that every time, for the most part, Shatar did something, or at least since she's been in the charm school house, every time that she did something, she admitted to it when you called her up. Yeah. Because it's all part of strategy. Yeah. And as I mentioned, because she gives more of a shit about clothes than sentimental value items. So Brooke kind of says to Laylene, you know, don't point any fingers, but like what you should be doing is asking people, you know, who do you think did it? So the ladies are then given their next assignment. The eighth commandment in our 10 charm school commandments is thou shalt represent. And it's all about media savvy. Monique says in a talking head that these ladies have a habit of talking first and thinking later. And unsurprisingly, that's what tends to get them in trouble. The assignment is more about like how to give an interview, which I was like, oh, like a job interview. And then I was like, oh, right. No, Media. not that at all. But it's also going to teach them to think before they speak. So Monique introduces Kevin Frazier, 
on the Chiron, they, it says that he's a media coach and Entertainment Tonight correspondent. Did a little bit of background on him because he looked very familiar to yeah. me. So he left Entertainment Tonight in 2001 to host The Insider, but now apparently he's back hosting Entertainment Tonight. Okay. But apparently he was a commentator on Fox Sports Network and uh, then SportsCenter. I think that's where I remembered him from. I would assume. Because I was like, once he popped up, it was one of those. I was just like, oh shit, this guy. Because you can never remember anyone's name. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure SportsCenter like, has cycled wanna, through a lot yeah. of posts. I want to know, uh, are they owned all by the same company? I forgot what channel Entertainment Tonight broadcasts on, CBS. but obviously Sports... Oh, I think Entertainment CBS. Tonight is not CBS. NBC? Fox? Now I'm just naming Now like you're just naming channels. Channel. I thought that you were speaking from a place of knowledge, but Well, no. that's why I originally thought it was CBS, but no, it's not. Because wasn't, what's his name, Mar- uh, Mario Lopez on it once? I don't know. I can't keep track. My mom watches kind of all of them. And honestly, I can't keep track of Extra and Entertainment Tonight. And Extra. Okay. <laughs> so inspired by the fact that Kevin interviews famous people, they're going to be having their own press junket. And they brought a celebrity interviewer in to ask them questions about Charm School. Oh, wait. I wanted to say one more thing about Kevin before we get into the rest of this. I think that he would have made a better Dean than Keith. I think that he could have done Keith's job. Yeah, but Keith is the one who does like, well, I mean, I get it, I guess for the time, but like pageants and shit. Like, what does that have to do with any? It's like a lot of that same etiquette kind of thing. It's not about etiquette. It's about like presenting yourself well. And I think that he, that's basically what he's here to teach them. I think that he would have been a better person. I wouldn't argue that. No, I wouldn't argue that. Monique tells us that before Kevin can teach all of them properly, they need to reflect a little bit on how they've messed up. So hopefully a few video clips from their past endeavors on the show will help open their eyes a little bit to some of their behavior. So Kevin is standing there with a remote and he's like, I really loved Kevin. I enjoyed him so much on this show. And he's like, you know, before we go forward, sometimes you need to go back. And, like, look at your previous body of work, he calls it. So our clip from Becky is her drunk uh, backstage at the Flavor of Love reunion. Uh, Her hair looks gorgeous in this scene. I have to say, Becky has... Becky, she's literally Becky with the good hair. Like, I I hate... just complimented her. She's got... Look at her hair. Look at her boobs. Because, like, she's actually... She's actually got it going on. It's just like, because you forget because she's, first of all, always in one of those stupid trucker hats and she dresses like shit. But like, she's actually got a very nice body and she's got beautiful hair. And it's all just hidden behind like the The over the top persona. And literally, I was like, I didn't even know where this scene was from at first. And because I was like, I think it has to be backstage at the reunion. But I don't remember her looking this good at the reunion. And then you see that she's sitting on the couch with a fucking hat on. Hat, and I'm like, why would top. you do that? That same fucking tank top. Like, she wears like three tank tops. Because skulls are in. I know. She apparently tried to tell us. So she's like, she's got a white cup in her hand during the scene. And she's like, I'm manicating myself highly in order not to be in a fight with New York today. And lo and behold, she, like, throws a shoe and, you know, she's losing her shit from the couch and, like, the shoe almost hits Lala. Imagine if it... If it did, Lala would have beat her ass. Yeah, a foot and a half to the left and hit Lala. Lala would have lost it. 
and who knows where she would have been today. So we then get a clip of Laylene because I was thinking to myself, oh, well, Laylene didn't really act like that much of an asshole on the show. This is from her casting interview where she apparently came in with a black eye and the producer's like, so where did you get that black eye from? Like, what's what's the deal with the black eye? And she's like, oh, I met this guy and he like threw a bottle at my face and girl, what? She's like, oh, it's a Tuesday. Right. Like, <laughs> um, are you OK? Like, holy fuck. So then Safari, we see her at the reunion on the couch with A-Town, H-Town, that fucking racist bitch. Uh, so she, her saying basically at this point, like, oh, if you hit me with something, it's going down. What am I supposed to do? So then we get Larissa yelling at New York during the reunion, chasing after her. I mean, I guess that was a good clip, but you could show a lot of Larissa it, She moments. could have her own highlight reel. Yeah, literally. She's the reason the highlight reel exists. Brooke, obviously, they show her spitting yes. on New York. And they don't actually show anything from Shay, which I'm surprised because they really love showing that scene where she almost pushed crazy. I was going to say on the balcony. He- uh, Heather. Yes. What? No, what? Is that her name? Neve. Neve. There you go. Like, whatever. the whatever. Put she some respect to- on it. No. What- <laughs> whatever she wants to call herself. Like, her Shay real almost Heather. Ki- yes. Shay almost killed her. Like, let's not sugarcoat That's it. That's another thing. Shay what almost if? killed her that day. What if? That would have been bad. Ifs and buts were candy and nuts. Every day would be oomph dong fest. I think that's what he says. I'm sorry, what? It's from The Office. Of course. Someone says something and then Dwight looks at them and goes like, I'm sorry, but ifs and buts yeah. were candy yeah. and nuts. Every day would be oomph dong fest. I think that's what he says. Okay. I don't know what it's called, but either See, way. you say that you wouldn't do well at Office Trivia, and I feel like that's a bold-faced lie. I feel like, well, because I watched a lot more recently. But I feel like I would probably... We have the DVD board game. Or not, no, is it board right. game or See? See, people? Oh, yeah, I, I want to find out if I'd be good at it, but... Yes, I'm the one holding you back. I can't play by myself. Anyway, As so... much as quarantine might drive people crazy. So, Monique says in a talking head that when Kevin first put in the videotape, all the ladies were laughing. But she's like... But they were actually kind of like, ooh... Did I do that? Like, whatever. And, like, that was very clear to me. Like, they weren't laughing flippantly. They were kind of embarrassed. Yes. It was pretty clear that they were embarrassed. It was like, haha, look at me. Look what I did. Right. So, Kevin's like, all right, like, let's clear that slate, guys. So, rule number one, like, you got to stay on message. And you're trying to sell your show. And you really just have to... He's really just trying to drive that point home. That, like, they're all about staying on message. Just focus on the show. Whatever. So he tries some role playing first with Laylene. So he's like, oh, have you ever been hit by a bottle or anything crazy like that? Like, have you had a crazy boyfriend since like you last were on the show? And she's like, ah, no comment. (sighs) So he's like, all right. So basically what you just did is now nobody's going to give a shit about the show at all. Mm -hmm. And they're just going to want to know about like what crazy shit you've been up to. Who threw a bottle at your face? Right. And in case, like, he tells her and the ladies at large to, you know, if a question like that comes up, you say, you know, I'm here to talk about charm school and, like, we're going to go back in time if we're talking about that. I'm trying to be better now. All he should have done is throw up a video of Bill Belichick giving one of his press conferences. Okay. 
I know who he is. Don't don't give me that face. Who is he? <laughs> Coach of the Patriots. There you go. Just I literally sure. made a joke about him. Remember that meme, the Will Wellacheck? Oh my god, that's right. Yeah, so I know what I'm talking about. I know things. There you go. The more you know. Kevin's second lesson for for them is to not take the bait. This mm-hmm. is a big one, especially given who the celebrity interviewer is. So he's warning, like, anybody that's interviewing you is really just trying to get information out of you. So anything they can say to bring in more viewers to whatever the interviewer is trying to promote, like their own show. So he calls out Larissa in particular for taking the bait during a recent radio interview where she apparently spoiled the winner of Flavor of Love season two. Yeah, I had no idea. I mean, I tried to Google it and I couldn't find it any like news about it Mm -hmm. i don't know what that means like whether it's true or not she because she's like adamantly denying that it ever took place and he has the full-on transcript from the entire appearance from that radio show apparently right but then part of me is also just like what if they made up the transcript like what if just for argument's sake like they made up a transcript, either with her knowledge or without one, for the point of being like... Well, she should have said it here then. Like, this is what I... I know the whole point is, like, don't get pulled in. But she... in The way she is, she should have been like, this is what I said. How is that me giving away the winner? I don't know. Because well, if I, you can't find it... She, well, the thing is, she doesn't say... Like, there isn't really a ton of discussion about this in general. Yeah. All is said is, like, she's like, I didn't say it. Kevin's like, I have the transcript. And then Becky does a talking head where she's like, Jesus couldn't even convince Larissa that she said it. So I'm like, so what is the truth? Did she say it or not? Tell us. Yeah. So he's basically standing there literally waving a highlighted transcript in her face and being like, no. And then she's basically saying the original version of fake news, which is they could have written anything they wanted to write in a transcript, which then Monique's eyebrows go straight up and be like, <laughs> do you understand what, like you can see in her face. She's like, this girl doesn't know what a transcript is. Nope. And Kevin's like, okay, but it was like on the radio, like people heard it. Yes. And she's just like, whatever. And he's like, okay, but see, here's the problem though, with what you're doing, regardless of the fact that you're like blatantly denying something that happened. Mm-hmm is that you are arguing with me and you're literally taking the bait. Like, you're taking the bait in a discussion about another time that you took the bait. Like, get your shit together. (laughs) That's pretty funny. Yeah. So the third tip he gives them is damage control. That's not really a tip. It's just an expression. But go off. So he says, if something happened in the past, America loves to forgive you when you admit to making a mistake. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm trying to decide if that's true for, like, black women in particular. Like, I'm trying to think of a black woman who did something bad and apologized and people were just like, yes, let's get back to this. What did Oprah ever do? I mean, Oprah's, people's critiques of Oprah have more to do with capitalism stuff i guess like she hasn't had any i mean other uh, you know what the school i guess was a pretty big scandal when she opened that school in africa and then there was all sorts of weird shit going on at the school what the hell does that mean like abuse i don't know if it was sexual abuse Uh, or like physical abuse well she probably doesn't know what's going on there that's the thing is i feel like she's gotten like away with a lot of the issues by being like oh this this didn't i didn't 
personally make this decision somebody else was responsible of course like so you know the uh, like the recent like american dirt scandal like there was this book written by this like white latina woman about the about the mexican like more indigenous mexican experience about uh immigration and it was like oprah's book club pick and people were like well why wouldn't you pick a book talking about somebody who like there's enough people who have written about that experience and written about it better and like why wouldn't you pick somebody who's better at it and she was just like well sorry and yeah so basically that's just all of oprah's scandals but oprah is kind of the exception in a lot of ways i mean people haven't gotten past whitney houston for having a drug problem okay that's a good example you know that's a lot of uh, is that i uh, what about the janet jackson thing first of all a lot of people janet jackson's career has never recovered from nipplegate and i need to listen to that episode of you're wrong about thank you for reminding me you're welcome but like no people i mean people have obviously forgiven janet jackson but there are people who have done a lot worse shit i mean look at the whole me too movement a lot of people are willing to forgive a lot of shit because they think somebody does a thing that they like really well yeah. And most of those people are not black women. I mean, look at Robert Downey Jr.'s fucking whole trajectory. He's Ameri- He's fucking Iron Man. He's the leader of the Avengers after not that being an addict makes you a bad person. I would never yeah. say that. I don't believe that. I'm just saying he did a lot of fucked up shit while he was on drugs. Yeah. Got into a lot of trouble, a lot of legal trouble and just turned his whole career around. And now well, I mean, at least he wasn't like touching little kids or something. I mean, hopefully not. No, but there's a lot of people who were touching all sorts of people or and forgave them. Mel Gibson. Mel he's Gibson is the epitome he's of an that. <laughs> he's the epitome of that. Yeah. Fuck Mel Gibson. Mel-, Mel Gibson. If you literally just took the fucking arrest, yeah, by itself, that would be enough in my mind. He's been canceled since that day. Let alone the whole thing with the ex-wife and the phone call. Mm. Like, fuck Mel Gibson. And he still gets to have a career. He's still out here making fucking movies. That is true. He's about to be in another Lethal Weapon, I think. I could be making that up. Why? Th- no, I think they are, they're doing another one, it's right? It's not where... I don't know if how they're is, the stars of it, How old is Glover has to be a million years old, right? They're, well, I don't think a million, but... No, I think a million. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely believe he is one it's, million years old. He was old. born the same day as the Earth. Right. Um, no, they're up there, though. But I think it's going to be one of those where it's like the new people... And they're just kind of in it briefly. Like, it's like passing the torch so they could start a new series. Hopefully. Actually, hopefully he doesn't ever have a career again. Like, fuck Mel Gibson. Oh, I was about to be, what Danny Glover do? No, oh, no. (laughs) I know, I know. Danny Glover played Mr. And a lot of people know. I don't, I never really forgave him for that. I'm kidding. Name someone you trust. (laughs) Name someone you trust that's a white person. I'll tell you someone black I trust more. My dad. Danny Glover. And then I forgot who else to say. Didn't you quote that? Did you? That's how the, you know, we've been talking to each other too much. Did you quote that on the air or off the air? The other day? Yes. It might have been on the air. I don't remember. (laughs) Colin Powell. (laughs) Who? (laughs) Apollo Creed. Anyway, so Becky is now called up to role play in this damage control lesson. She says in a talking head that she talks okay, so this lesson is going to be a breeze. Again, foreshadowing of how mm-hmm. things go the opposite direction. So he's really pressing her about throwing this shoe. And he's like, you know, it could have hit Lala. Somebody could have gotten hurt. 
And Becky immediately goes into like, oh, well, I drank too much. And he's like, oh, so you were intoxicated. And she's like, I wouldn't say intoxicated, maybe slightly inebriated. And he's like, so you have an alcohol problem. And Becky laughs. And he's like, okay, so you literally did the opposite of what we wanted you to do. Yes. <laughs> and I feel like I I could relate to this a little bit because I'm somebody that is an over-explainer in the sake of making sure people know that I'm authentic. If you follow me on Twitter, you probably know this to be true. <laughs> but, you know... So Safari actually makes fun of her talking head. She's like, she couldn't even deflect about the drinking and she doesn't even drink that much. Yes. Like, what the fuck? So Kevin's like, wow, you really just managed to let me pivot the conversation into a place it definitely didn't need to go. Like, all you needed to say was, I behaved really bad. I'm sorry. She didn't know what to do. He did just, they did just give her a bunch of advice. I like, know, that was but- the point of this. He kept driving the point home, like, She's just focus. But he did just get through explaining all of this stuff. Like, just, just. Just say no. So he says the last tip is to not lose their cool. So he turns to Brooke and he goes, you know, why did you spit on New York? And Brooke's like, you know, I did. And I'm sorry. And Kevin goes, okay, so then why did you tell a newspaper that you didn't spit on New York? And Brooke's like, well, that's not what I meant. I was actually just saying I don't generally spit on people. And Kevin's like, but you spit on her. And Brooke's like, correct. (laughs) And then Kevin goes, okay, so then you lied to the newspaper. And she's like, no, because I said I don't remember the spit looking like that. Okay. So what is the – so you just don't know how to not lie. Yes. So Kevin says, you know, why – again, because clearly none of – well, he's less pissed off about it than I am relaying this information to you. But he's like – why did you even engage me in this conversation? What he should have said was, are you bitches fucking listening to me? <laughs> like, are, did you have any of you listened to a single word I've said to you so far? So Monique is like, listen, it's easy to get caught. You know, we all speak out of turn at times, you know, but you should never be in a position that you're too big to acknowledge that you made a mistake. Yeah. All you got to do is say, Which my is bad. Which is great advice. I, I she just goes, my bad. Right. And that's the thing. Like, Monique has obviously had her fair share of, like, I don't want to say scandals because that's giving it a little bit too much credit. But, like, well. Well, I know she had the issues where she's been the victim of stuff, right? Yeah. And, like, basically her speaking out about it, which is, like, actually speaking of Oprah. Like, she's got beef with Oprah for kind of siding with the wrong people a lot of the time. Mm. And I really, because I was thinking about that a lot. Like, the times Monique has spoken out about stuff during the course of you know her career and i'm like well no she's kind of really been well thought out in all of her responses like she hasn't been irrationally angry i mean she's been pissed and really outspoken about it but you know not flying off the handle she's been mad as hell and doesn't want to take it anymore there you go so monique says that she hopes they retain the information that they were given and kevin's like begging them to make him proud yes which I feel like some of that is like, oh, my God, like you're going to make me look like an asshole if it's not true. But then some of it is also kind of like he clearly just has like a very vibrant personality. Like he was kind of over the top in a lot of his reactions to stuff throughout the show, which yes. I thought was pretty like adorable. Safari so says that her big takeaway from all of this is that if you don't want to answer something, deflect it. And if you do have to answer something, lie about it, which I'm like, I'm not totally sure that's what you were supposed to take away from this. But bold strategy, cotton. Let's see how right, it plays let's, out. Exactly. That's exactly what I thought at the time. <laughs> 
So the ladies are getting dressed and they head on a bus over to a hotel to do their junket. So Brooke is up first and she's sitting in like one of those director style chairs, you know, as you would normally see in a press junket. And she does a talking head about how she's nervous. So the deans and Kevin are all watching in another room. And then all the other ladies are kind of quarantined, no pun intended, in uh, like another room just like waiting for their turn. So they do this long, drawn out suspense sequence. You know, Safari is... Oh, because they like they do a quick commercial break, but I don't want to reveal who it is quite yet. Although if you're watching this, you've probably seen it. Mm-hmm. But all the ladies are sitting in a room waiting and they're kind of speculating who the interviewer is. And I forgot who says it, but one of them speculates that it could be Wendy Williams, which actually I thought was a very good guess. Only one I remember hearing is Flav. Which it was. I could see why they would think that, but that's also a terrible guest. Like it would be Marissa's response. I think she was the one that said it. Like, no, it ain't him because he's too nice. Yeah, which is I can believe. Yeah, no, he'd be like, oh, it's so good to see you, and like he's right. I thought Wendy Williams was a very good guest because she wasn't. She did have her show at this point. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, she had a radio show at this point. I forgot that if she had her television show at this time, but she was not like the Wendy Williams mainstream america brand that she is today after this long drawn out suspense sequence of slow motion and crazy music and all this stuff the celebrity interviewer is revealed to be one tiffany new york pollard i mean and honestly i have to say you had to know that she well you didn't know that she was coming back right well you spoiled it at one point i think i had mentioned that she was coming back but i didn't tell you the context you didn't spoil it is when we watched the reunion and uh, it's when, uh, at the time, her, she was still going by Pumpkin and Mr. Boston were, like, hooking up. Yeah, that's right. That's when and they saw like, they oh, well, they New saw... York shows up on Charm School. And it's like, oh, okay. I just didn't know when. Yeah, so were you surprised knew... to see? Did you know that this was going to be the episode? I did not know this was going to be the episode. But when she kind of walked in, I wasn't, I guess, as shocked yeah. as I would have been. Fair enough. But still kind of like, ooh. Because I wrote, like, in all caps. And then I also wrote all caps that during... The commercial, there are absolutely horrific actors on that eHarmony commercial. Yeah, the eHarmony commercials are really bad. Like, you would think for the amount of money they clear that they would have better commercials lately, and they don't. They they just seem very cheap. So... Gonna have to remove this in, like, a year. What? They're like, we heard you talking shit about us. (laughs) Maybe. They end up being a sponsor or something. But I do have to say that... It was obvious they were going to bring New York back because she was their cash cow. Oh, yeah. And I did remember that she comes back in this context. But I think that it is surprisingly appropriate that they brought her in in this way. Because I could see them shoehorning her in in a bunch of different contexts. But Mm -hmm. really the whole point of this, like, what better person, as they point out, to try to really challenge them to keep their cool than somebody who they all hate. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, and who has the ability to get under their skin? Because New York is really fucking good at it. Yeah. And even the people who seem pretty solid, they do kind of let her in a little bit. Like, you can see, even the ones that do well in the course of the challenge, which we'll talk about, you can tell that they're a little bit more willing to open up to her. Like, she's just a very powerful force. Like, oh, fuck, you're here? All right. Yeah. So let's get into it. So and Brooke, a side note, what? her boobs are ginormous here. Yeah, no, this is when, because we've talked about it before. And she, adm- 
She's no. Just she admits the, to getting a boob job. She'll. She's the first to no, tell rem- you. Oh, where, where did we hear it though? Where in she's that like, interview, oh, the biggest like you can possibly. Well, go. I don't know if it was at this point in time, but Might she. It was in that e podcast interview. Yes. And she talks about how Dolly Parton was her inspiration. It's actually a very great interview if you can find it. I f- wish I remembered the name. Just Google it. Yeah, you'll probably find it. But she talks about how like. A lot of really interesting stuff in relation to her boob jobs over the years. So highly recommend. So New York is doing this. She walks in and she's doing this like over the top model walk. Yeah. Like it's absurd. And Brooke is doing that weird wide eyed smile that she does that like her bottom lip comes up and all you see is gum. Like she just but her eyes are really wide and she's like trying to smile. It's very uncomfortable to look at. So Monique reminds us in a talking head that New York is like the Wicked Witch of the West. Like, basically, she is their top enemy. We get some iconic New York drags, like, of times that she's literally insulted them Mm -hmm. to their faces. And Monique says, like I said, that, you know, she's the ultimate test about how these ladies can stay cool under pressure. So New York leads with, like, so, pumpkin, you know, have you spit on anybody in the house yet? And Brooke's like... Absolutely not. I've learned from that, and I'm a better person now. There you go. And New York's like, okay, so who's here that you don't like? You know? And the judges are, like, sitting, like, in that other room, just being like, please don't say anything. Please don't say anything. And Brooke's like, well, I've definitely had some problems with Larissa. And Kevin's like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Like, you dummies. Like, you couldn't absorb a single thing that I fucking told you. He, Like I said, I feel like I am Kevin's anger translator. I am his Luther. His Luther. I am I am the Luther to his Obama right now. So Brooke says in a talking head, she's like, listen, I know that I just screwed this up, but I swear New York and her crazy eyes like just completely made me forget what I was supposed to do. <laughs> and she was first. You know what I mean? Like she's got more pressure than anyone. I mean, I guess. The others like, might have a little bit of pressure because they're like, all right, at least like two other people went. Like it's going to still be a surprise. But actually, you know who would have done the first. best at this challenge? Shatar. Oh, yeah. no, that Because was- she is literally a human PR machine. Damn it. Now I wish they just did it for the hell of it. I know. Like she is unflappable. She would have she would have won. That would have been pretty funny to watch. Yeah, she would have won this challenge. It would have been great because New York definitely would have tried to say some shit to her. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you've got plenty of material to work with. Mm-hmm. But no, we never got the chance because Larissa's a pain in the ass. So up next is Safari. And out of all the ladies, she is obviously the most happy to see New York. Yes. Because she reminds us that she never really had to interact with her Not in any capacity. Yeah. So... You know, by the time all the other ladies had met her, they either were with her in the first. Brooke was with her the first time. I'm trying to think of anybody else who's. I'm trying to think who's left. Everybody else Lailene. is from season two, right? Oh, right. Laylene. So Brooke and Laylene were from season one, and they had to deal with her directly. Mm-hmm. And then season two, like New York, didn't come in till about halfway through the season. So, Becky so obviously, was there, Shay was there. Becky, Shay, and, and Larissa, Larissa. All of them, yeah. And that's so they pretty much it was everyone. We're missing somebody. Who? Oh, no. Shatar. Duh. That's oh, the other yeah. person. So Shatar obviously never. And I'm sure that Shatar, like many of us watch New York on TV, thought she was hilarious and is like really excited to meet her because she's like, New York's like, oh, hi, Safari. And she's like, oh, my God. Hi, New York. Like, you look fabulous today and whatever. And it's like New she, York was just kind of like, all right, I know she's going to do well. Well, so she doesn't really this. have a lot to say because she doesn't really no. have a lot to do with her. She didn't. Exactly. Nobody really got a chance to get to know her. Yeah. So. 
you know, that's that makes New York less powerful. She was the least powerful in yes. the scene. And Safari does say in the weirdest, most backhanded compliment ever in a talking head that New York's boobs are clearly huge and brand new, but they still look saggy, which I didn't think they did. I don't know. She goes, maybe she should go see Laylene's doctor. <laughs> so New York is like, oh, so have you punched anyone in the face yet? And Safari's like, oh, girl, no, I'm here at charm school. Like, I'm, I'm, that's why I'm here to, like, change my ways, you know, not to enhance them. And she's like giggling and the judges are literally losing their Enhanced? fucking ha, ha, mind ha, ha. <laughs> the judges are losing their fucking minds in the other room they're like oh my god that's amazing great job it's like not taking into account that she has like new york has no reason to get under her skin yeah like that is a very crucial factor here so new york's like the the closest thing she can get to after that is being like your hair looks ridiculous and safari's like Oh, no, it's not like candy apple red. It's pink. No, yeah. Like pink chips. And that was it. And the judges are like, you know, the judges are like laughing their asses off. Like they think that this is the best. So New York asks them, you know, oh, so who in the house presses your buttons the most? And she gives the best answer, Mm -hmm. which is like, honestly, I would have to say myself, you know, I can be my own worst enemy. But that's why I'm here at charm school to work on it. Kevin's just pretty much just like, yeah. Oh, my God. He's like. Rips his shirt off. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> you know, he's like, listen, she was the most professional. And Safari says in her talking head, she's like, nothing she can say can bother me. Like, it's exactly. not going to work. And she's like, and the best part of this is, like, I, I know I'm going to win this because I'm the only the only lady that doesn't have beef with her. Like, Where's, she's like, this is great. Know. Where's the beef or meat? Where's the beef? Is the correct Where's the line. beef is the correct line. Where's the meat is the line is from the, is the August line. Osage yeah. County, yes. Uh, so after Safari, we have Larissa. New York's like, oh, so the last time you I saw you, you were trying to kill me on the reunion show. And Larissa's like, she does that thing. It's honestly pretty scary. Like, because she can keep this very calm demeanor, but clearly have, like, murder in her eyes. Like, she is the dumber Regina George. Because <laughs> she's Jeez. just... She's like, I apologize for that because I am a better person than that. And that's what I'm learning in charm school. She should get the bicycle noise when she blinks. Blink, blink. Or. Da, 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 or da. Yeah. No, that was. What's her name? Rain. Yes. Slash rain. Thela. Blame it on the rain. New York is like, oh, I'm so sorry to see that you turned into such a little punk bitch. Ooh. And you know that has to get under Larissa's skin. Mm-hmm. That like. She, oh, you know that fucking irked her. And she's to like, punch her in the face. Because you know what? Like, cause she hates that she can't say anything back. Like, you can see it in her face that it's driving her nuts. She's like, no, I'm just trying to be polite. Like, something that you're not used to me doing. And, you know, she tries to make it seem in a talking head like she's clearly on to New York. But, like, she's also very visibly irritated. So it's like, you're not winning as much as you think that you might be. Mm. So this part is a fucking mess. This was kind of fucked up. This was very fucked up. So Laylene is up next. And again, like, I'm like, what is New York really going to press her on? Maybe the stripper thing. Maybe the the crybaby thing. New York is like, so in the Flavor of Love reunion, you it came out that you have a history of dating abusive men. Which it's like, where the fuck? fuck are you going with this <laughs> and as bad as you thought it was going to be her follow-up questions are worse 
So at this point, it's funny because like I was I noticed that New York is like reading off the card for that part. And it's like, I don't know if they gave her certain prompts and like let her kind of run wild, like maybe gave her the question of who do you have the most issues with in the house? And then maybe some factoids about them that she knows like, okay. Uh, Laylene was abused run with that and like she does and it goes terribly so she's like oh you know like I, I noticed that you have uh, some you know domestic violence uh, targeted against you in your past how did she says I swear to god I wrote this down how do you feel after you got your ass beatings what the fuck she's like oh was it like wild animal sex afterwards like what happened after you got beat down how the fuck did they let that happen? That discussion happened. That's fucked up. It's to like ask money. an abuse victim, how did you feel after you got abused? Yeah. But she handled it handled it with class. The fact that she was even oh, Good, that's why I give that her a lot of props to. on this, yeah. It made me sick that she even had to. It's terrible. So she's like, you know, I'm focusing more on my career. So, you know, when you get a chance to watch Charm School, like, tell me what you think of it. Like, I know you'll like it. And New York is literally laughing in her face. And the judges are like, yay, great job. And I'm like, I don't even know if that's a good answer. Like, wouldn't be number one on the Well, I think the thing is, if she would have, if she would have just said, if she would have addressed that it's a really terrible question, or if she would have addressed, you know, the abuse was really hard for me, but I'm trying to, you know, come back from that and turn my life around. Like, that would have been a good answer. But then I also kind of feel like the judges would have chastised her for, like, engaging in that conversation at all. Mm. Which is, like, if there was ever a situation where you should be able to address how fucked up it is that the person really, like, tried to get at you like that. Like, only- this is definitely the time. I'm only here for the positive. Yeah, but I mean, like, I could just see the judges being like, you shouldn't have even engaged that conversation about abuse, about that time, those times you were abused. Like, what the fuck? It's, that was just, I, I've never been more disappointed in (sighs) Tiffany and, you know, it is. I think that she made, I think that she made those questions. Well, I mean, I want to say I hope that she made those questions up because if a room full of producers made that question up, all of you, jail, electric chair. War crimes. <laughs> Not to be dramatic. Jesus. The next person to get interviewed is Shay. New York calls her Boots first, which I was like, ooh, girl, same. I don't know why I had the hardest time keeping their names straight for a very long... I guess because they were kind of like frickin' frack. Now you know? I just know their regular names. Yeah, now I... I mean, it's easier when you're like thinking of them as just their regular names. As but, actual people. Right. As actual human beings. So she calls her Boots first and she goes, oh, right. Sorry, you're Bucky. You know, you've just been following Boots around so much that I get you guys confused. And Shay's like, again, foreshadowing, you know, I would say that I follow her around a lot. But, you know, on Charm School, I'm learning a lot about how to be myself and like be my own person. And the judges are like, great job. Excellent job. So Shay's like, oh, I had the biggest fake smile on my face when I really wanted to knock this hoe out. But then they, like, hug it out at the end of the interview. Because they have to. And then Shay's like, oh, I needed to go take a shower after that. So Shay comes back into the green room, I guess you could call it, like, where all the ladies are chilling. And she's like, fuck, like, Becky's last. And Becky, if you remember Flavor of Love, seemed to take New York, like, way more seriously than anybody I, should. I don't understand it. I think... I, I think I said this at the time. I think when somebody's energy is just 
that I've had that with people where I definitely felt way more strongly about them and their behavior than Mm -hmm. I should. I think when you are a certain kind of person and you see somebody who is so you feel like I'm going to phrase this wrong, but somebody who feels like very antithetical to your values and who you are as a person. Sometimes if you're a sensitive energy kind of person, you can be really that bothered. I mean, I'm explaining this terribly, but I see where Becky is coming from and being so bothered by her. So apparently it seems like they had New York walk out of the room and then back in the room for She'd everybody. She's for each person. Yeah. She yeah. To. Gotta make that surprise. Well, I guess you know what it is, is because they probably wanted their facial expressions on camera. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So that makes sense. Becky's keeping her cool initially when New York walks in and she's like, but then in a talking head, obviously, she's like, oh, I want to kill this bitch. So New York <laughs> cuts right to the chase and goes, so why do you talk with a black accent? <laughs> And Becky's like, well, I've been working on it during charm school. But like, I was like, oh, okay. Like, maybe she understood that cultural appropriation is a problem. But she goes, you know, I know that there are situations where you can be ghetto and situations where you can't. And I was like, oh, so you so you took code switching. Like your takeaway from this was that you shouldn't code switch when it's not your code to be switching. Like, explain. So, do you know what code switching is? Not really. We've discussed this before, Probably. so I'm going to refresh my head right your memory. Now I don't. Yes, please. Code switching is for it is predominantly a common thing among Black people, okay, in particular. Although other cultures do kind of have this, it, it's it's definitely something that applies outside of just Blackness. But Blackness is mm-hmm. obviously the most duplicated and whatever. Just the idea that you can talk in AAVE or Ebonics quote mm-hmm. unquote as it's known in the context of other black people but then you need to adopt a you know more professional whiter so like quote the unquote, heavy movie. air quotes it, yes that is an elaborate code switching metaphor Okay, sorry to bother yes. you is an elaborate code switching metaphor yeah. yes so but the thing is like white people when you're speaking in like AAVE, that's not, again, your code to be switching. So, so it's almost doubly bad because it's almost like a cultural appropriation as well. Of the code switching, yes. <laughs> so like basically I you would think that like the first half of that where she's like, oh, I'm, I'm learning that it's harmful. I mean, obviously the discussion about code switching and about appropriation wasn't as developed in 2007 as it is currently and obviously it's something we're still battling in 2020 you know understanding making people understand the cultural appropriation what it is why it's not okay and all that stuff but just the idea that she thought the point of this was like i shouldn't it's not appropriate to talk ghetto was her takeaway from that question which new york presses her about she's like oh so you're saying the black people are ghetto and Brooke's like, uh, Brooke, Becky's like, oh, no, you know, not at all. And York's like, come on, like, let me hear that accent, you know, whatever. <laughs> Becky tries to say no at first and then does the whole, it's time to get buck wild, dog. Like the full Monty, which I do have to say, <laughs> Hulu captions outdid themselves this time. Why? What did it say? It's time to give pork wild Doug. 
<laughs> That's something. It's, it's time to give pork wild Doug. So That's York's, what she said. I guess. So New York goes, there you go. That's the fake ass bitch that we've been looking for. And you can see Becky in her face was like, fuck, I just got got. Mm -hmm. So New York's like, okay, so who's stirring up the problems in charm school? And Becky's like, um, I, you know, I'd say your old enemy pumpkin. And the judges are like, what the fuck? Like, come on. And she's like, oh, so you're surprised to see her, you know, in the final six. And she's like, oh, I'm very shocked. I told Larissa. She told Larissa that she's trying to be New York, which I was like, that's actually a sick burn. <laughs> like, and it's a, it's funny because it's true. Larissa is definitely trying to replicate what New York was doing. Yeah, Several of the ladies but are. But she just screams and is mean. Right. She's New York just at least just mean. had some creative sass with it. Exactly. That is what makes New York better than almost any reality star we've ever had. Ever. That is why she's our queen. Problematic fave of the century, but like the queen. So when she's like, oh, you know, she I, Brooke told Larissa that she was trying to be New York. New York goes, shit, more like New Jersey. And despite the fact that we are from New Jersey, Still again, funny. sick burn. It was funny. <laughs> sick burn. So New York says, you know, who are you glad to see get eliminated from the show? And Becky's like, oh, yeah, I was glad to see Crazy go. And Monique is like, Becky literally told New York everything, which I didn't think of this right away because obviously the the main problem with it is that it went against all the rules that she was given yeah but monique also makes the point that like if this were a real press junket she's giving away the results of the show if they were doing real press ahead of the show yeah. being released i wasn't thinking about it that way but th but she says that and like i was like damn that's actually a very good point like she would have just spoiled part of the results of the yeah. show at least now we all know crazy slash Heather went home. Yeah. Boo. Oh, please. So she's like, Monique's like, just keep your mouth shut until the show is done and over with. Like, shut up. So New York's like, oh, you know, thank you for giving me such a great interview. And, you know, like whatever. And they're saying goodbye. And New York's like, and this is New York signing off, interviewing another dumbass, fake ass bitch. And Becky again, like you can see that Becky keeps getting lured in by her being nice and professional and then keeps like peanuts football getting pulled away type of moment. Charlie Brown. Yeah. Peanuts. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you would say specific the Charlie Brown kick, but people might not know what that peanuts is the name of the group. After all this, Becky walks back into the waiting room where all the ladies are, and she's, like, really triumphant. She's like, oh, I survived. I did it. Blah, blah, blah. Again, foreshadowing for how this ultimately ends up going. So the ladies all come back into the room where they were getting interviewed, and Monique and Kevin and New York are all standing there. And Kevin gives them his feedback. He's like, Brooke, you know, you took the bait when you said who, whom you didn't like in the house. Which I was like, that's weird. For somebody who does words for a living. Uh, he says, Shay really turned it on and shined. She did fantastic. He said, Larissa, he was very nervous for Larissa. But when she, when New York walked in the room, you know, you smiled. And that was really beautiful. Like, you did a really great job. And Becky says about, wait, no. Kevin says about Becky that 
he's like you started singing like a canary you literally named names you just were like i don't like this person i don't like that person i hate this person i hate this about this and he's like the whole point of this was like to not take the bait and you don't want to say like anything negative about anybody because you know you're the only one who said negative stuff like everybody else seemed to understand you know you're not talking about all of this and becky's just like becky new york is just like nodding along like yes you're a dumbass you're a dumbass so becky uh, so brooke says in a talking head that like becky was bragging about coming in the room and not beating her ass but like the test wasn't to not beat her ass the test was to like you know follow these instructions and i'm just glad i did better than somebody so then he moves on to laylene and he's like you know she said some stuff to you. You could tell that he was really bothered by the way the discussion went. Yeah. He was like, she said some things to you that were crazy. And you know what you did? You never got flustered. And I I even think New York got flustered. And New York looks over and she like is giving him this face like the, the side eye. Fuck. Exactly. Yeah, like, it was great. But she she did like she did actually get a little rattled by the fact that Laylene wasn't especially rattled, I feel. So Kevin continues and he's like, even when she really like dug in her nails and you, you know, you didn't fall for it. You were really a professional. Like, congrats. So then he says about Safari, you know, that she was phenomenal, that she never got rattled and you were exciting and you were fun. And he said today she was the best. So everybody claps except for New York, who does this weird slow clap, this elaborate slow clap where she is using her whole arms to like hit her two index fingers together, like literally the barest of minimum claps. So Monique says, you know, oh, you're you're safe from elimination and everybody else, you know, is on the potentially on the chopping block. So Becky is obviously very upset to find out that she did the worst and she's like crying on the bus and everybody else looks so fed up. They're tired of all this bullshit. So she's like, you don't know how hard this was for me. And I just, I went through the hardest thing I had to do. And Larissa's like, okay, but you're not the only one who wanted to like beat the shit out of her. Like, exactly. D- like we all wanted to beat the shit out of her. You're not special. Everyone but Safari, it's some sort of an issue with her. Yeah, has like a very long standing serious beef with her. And honestly, if Laylene had whipped New York's ass for saying that, I would have fully supported it. So. You get kicked off the show though. Good. Oh, why did you get kicked off the show? It's like one of those things where it's like a case where it's like, oh, why did you get fired? Oh, because somebody tried to make an offhand comment about the abuse that I suffered. And I beat their ass for trying to make me feel bad about being a victim of abuse. Like, yeah. Yeah. She's she would have been entitled. Worn it as a badge of fucking honor. So it's obviously the middle of the night. And then so they come back and it's the next day. And. Becky is still fucking crying and she's like, oh, I think I want to go talk to Monique. So she's sitting around with Shay and it's breakfast time and she's like, oh, you know, I did so well on all of the rules that Kevin laid out, except like the don't take the bait one. And Shay, who is for some reason stabbing the shit out of her styrofoam takeaway container. I was thinking, all right, maybe she's poking like venting holes and she's going to microwave something. No, because you're not supposed to microwave styrofoam anyway. Uh, Don't look at me like that. Don't look at me like that. You should know this. All right. Well, you tried throwing tinfoil in once. I had a brain fart. I didn't actually put the tinfoil in. I stopped myself before I did it. That's what just happened. No, you looked at me confused. Like, oh, are, am I not supposed to put styrofoam? Maybe in the they microwave? have specific kinds that can. No, 
The fact that styrofoam even exists in 2020 is True. unnecessary. They're banning it now, I think. As they should. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, all of that to say, it is Back very bizarre that Shay is just stabbing the shit out of this container. Just for fun. Gotta get that frustration out somehow. So, Shay is like... I honestly think that that's a really stupid idea. Everybody in this house, anytime there's any little problem, goes running and crying to Monique. And honestly, like, it's fucking stupid. Just, like, accept what's happening to you. If you're supposed to go home, you're supposed to go home. Becky then takes this in her mind, because Shay does this whole talking head, too, where she's like, you know, what is running to Monique going to do? Nothing. If it's your time to go home, it's your time to go home. You've seen sometimes where it's worked, and we've seen sometimes where it hasn't. So... Whatever it's going to be, it's going to be. Becky's like, I'm not going to go in there and being like, Monique. And Shay's like, listen, this is the fourth time in a row that I've lost a challenge. Mm. Like, I'm not going to go running to Monique every time I feel bad about it. And Becky takes this, which I think is a very valid point on Shay's part. I end up signing Shay a lot with Shay a lot more in this episode than I anticipated. But Shay is like... I don't see the point of this. And Becky takes that as like, she's trying to sabotage me. <laughs> no, I think there are a lot of opportunities for sabotage. I don't think that this was her intention at all. No. I want to say it, it doesn't. She literally just said it's like you were saying before. There's literally no reason to go. There's no reason. She's just going to cry and be like, well, I thought I did good. No, you're just making yourself look even more embarrassing. And I guess Becky just has it in her head so much that it's a good idea that anybody yes. dissenting is like, oh, that person's obviously trying to. They're telling you know. me not to because they know it'll help. It's like, no. No. Like, Shay's pr- being pretty, like, level-headed about this. Yeah. And being like, no, it, it really won't make a difference. So it's kind of pointless, but whatever. Do you? She it, The thing is, if she would have just said, you know, I don't think it's a good idea, but do whatever you want, which I think is something that you learn with age. And again, it is important to note that Shay is 23 or 22, 23 years old. Mm. That like you have to learn with age. Sometimes people are just going to do what they want to do. So you're better off just like you're asking my opinion. I'm telling you it's a bad idea. But if you think that it'll work, go for it. There you go. Becky and Shay then both head upstairs to and I still haven't gotten the room situation formed out in my head. It just doesn't make any sense. So they're sitting in a room with Laylene and Brooke. I guess it's the room that they were in with her and and uh, Shatar and yes. whatever. Laylene says in a talking head, you know, I'm convinced that the person who took the picture is still in the house and this person is trying to set other people up and like, I don't want to be the next person who gets set up, which is again, like, I think that's Brooke in her fucking ear. Like Laylene isn't thinking that thought on her own. No. So Shay asks like, oh, what's wrong with you guys? Because Brooke and Laylene are kind of, I guess, making faces. And Laylene's like, you know, I'm really happy that I got my picture back. But it bothers me that like, I don't really feel like Shatar did it. And I don't want to point any fingers. I just want to get to the bottom of it. And Larissa then comes into the room. And she's like, do you say I fucking took it? Yeah. She comes (laughs) right out the gate going, oh, so are you saying that I took it? And Laylene looks completely baffled and is like no like i'm just asking around like what the fuck and you would think that because everybody is so aware of how defensive she's being you would think that one single person would have caught on to the fact that this is kind of suspicious it's pretty obvious 
Because the thing, like, as much as I said before, oh, they're dumb, they're dumb, they're dumb, they're actually pretty good about social cues, I feel mm. like. Like, they're pretty savvy in some ways. Like, mm-hmm. And the fact that all of them are missing this is baffling to me. They just don't want to accuse someone and make themselves look like an asshole that gets sent home. Well, no, I don't think that they're afraid of accusing anybody. I think that they're afraid of accusing a person who will be really annoying about it, which is why I think they're all in denial about the fact that Larissa is doing it. Because they know that if they accuse Larissa, she's not going to shut the fuck up about it. I mean, she's not shutting the fuck up about yes. it, and, and she's, she's not, not even, even she's not even technically being accused. Yeah. She's just asked me, like, yeah, you didn't do it, did you? Shut the fuck up. Get the fuck out of my face. I fucking hate you. I hope you die. And it's like, whoa. Well, I mean, that's basically how the rest of the discussion goes. He's not even exaggerating, really. So Larissa and Shay both do talking heads about how Laylene should just get over it. And it's like, Larissa's trying to then deflect, and she's like, she says, I'm not really sure who she's pointing at, but she's like, I think it's between, like, two of you and Shatar. Which I think she's trying to say that she thinks Laylene stole her own picture to set Shatar up. Which is like, that is, even though you know for a fact that you did it, like, we all know Laylene is not capable of any of that for a variety of reasons. It's too creative of thinking. It's too creative. It's too devious. Like, there's plenty of reasons why Laylene is bad at this. Like, why she needs to be in charm school. But, like, being mean-spirited in any capacity is not one of those reasons. Yes. She's too innocent. Well, in ways. In ways. You know, whatever. You do you. We're not a slut-shaming, we're not a slut-shaming podcast. Never. Sex work positivity. You do you All thing. day. Mm-hmm. Right. So, Larissa then goes, if you think I did it, just tell me. And Laylene, again, completely confounded, is like, I'm asking everybody. Like, there's no reason for you to get this defensive. And then Larissa, again, just continuing to dig her own grave, despite the fact that nobody else is catching on, is she's like, don't bring my name into it unless you actually saw the person who did it. And I think it's one of you two. And Laylene and Brooke are just looking at each other like, what the fuck is wrong with this bitch? And she suspects, she says, she literally, it seems like she then points out everybody who is not her or Shay. Yeah, of course. Like, What? Well, and, Shay does it too. Oh no, Shay! No, no my bad. Yeah. Shay is the one who accuses everybody but her and Larissa. Yeah. Because then she says, in, in a talking head, she's like, "Oh, it went from being like who took the picture to a murder mystery, and now everyone's investor gadget." A murder, you say? I do declare. You're not gonna laugh at investor gadget with me. It was kind of funny. Cha-ching. Cha-ching. Yeah, investor gadget. Oh. Investor. Invest, yeah. He's Inspector Gadget, the I, real one. I used to love that show. They did the reruns in on my Fox head, I Family did, I of it and then the song. Inspect her gadget. Um, <laughs> yes. Embarrassing. And then Dr. Claw. Yes. And that song. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. Youngstown. You know, for as much shit as I gave Mike, as much shit as I gave Mike for singing last week, I've been singing a lot today because that's how you know my brain is melting out of my ears. This is like when Sarah reached out at Stockholm Syndrome. What? She wrote, there was a tweet earlier 
and you said like you gave me credit. I had an idea today because I was making coffee and I said, "Huh, caffeine, like caffeine, but play with my name." And you thought good idea. And she commented. She just said Stockholm. Oh, syndrome. I missed that tweet. Sorry, Sarah. I love you. But yeah, so, so I'm just you've been stuck with me for a week now where we haven't left. Well, you've said enough things that off. like a broken clock is right twice a day. Like you mm-hmm. have to say something good at some point. You're damn right. <laughs> Eventually, just by the law of averages. Throw a hundred, out 100 ideas if two of them work. Awesome. So Brooke is saying in a talking head, it's a, again, it's about more than who took the picture. It's whoever got, somebody got two people expelled. Because that's worth noting. It wasn't just that it was like a one person challenge. It was that because Shatar was getting sent home and the whole deal was you get sent home as a team. Yes. Dara ended up getting sent home as well. This leads to the iconic line of the week, which I forgot all about. I forget about the scene, but sometimes it comes up a on like Twitter and probably should be a TikTok sound. So iconic line, one of the iconic lines of the series, but the iconic line of the week is, I think somebody's trying else? to set me up. Oh, I don't, how would that, I don't even recall that part. I'm getting into the part. I where think I only really remember it. I think I only really remember because it floats around on Twitter a lot. Uh, so if you're on Twitter all the time, like me, you would know what this is from. Anyway, so Shay says that she, hold on, what does she believe? I don't know. I, I don't know what I wrote here. Shay says she believes it. Oh, maybe I meant Larissa. See, I, I'm still confusing them to this day. All right, New York. Either way, they're just telling on themselves. That's the point of all of this is that like Shay and Larissa are acting so obviously guilty. Yeah. And Larissa asked Laylene if, she actually said, like, oh, did you actually say, sh- like, me and Shay did this? And Laylene is like, no. And Larissa just keeps driving home this thing about, oh, you accused us of doing this. You you threw us out of, like, you're blaming us for this. And Laylene is like, I genuinely have no idea who did it. So I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I feel like she just starts screaming and yelling. So it overwhelms everyone and oh, they yeah. completely forget what's going on and they just feel confused. Yeah, because that. then Larissa starts yelling at Laylene, I think you're a drug addict and I think you do coke. And like I wrote here in my notes, but I was wrong that it was like, I was like, oh, I think this is the thing that starts to get people suspicious. Like because they are kind of then looking at each other like because obviously this is paired up in groups of two. So yeah. there's Larissa and Shay. Laylene and Brooke and then Becky and Safari who are more or less in the middle. Yeah. And Becky and Safari kind of look at each other like what the fuck? Like where does that come from? And it's basically just an incredible leap. And Laylene's like in a talking head she's like I'm not even angry at this point. Like she's just it's just annoying. Like she is such a little girl. And that last line is done as like a voiceover of Larissa literally like pouting in the bed. Like she's literally got like her, she's like got her arms wrapped around her legs and she's like pouting. And then, so Laylene is just sick of it and she gets up and walks away and Larissa's like, oh, and you're fucking anorexic too. <laughs> girl, what? Ex- like- yeah. At that point, if I'm in the house, I'm just looking at her and be like, you obviously did it. 
I would call her out right there, but you obviously be like, this, you're like, doing a lot for right somebody now. who's not yeah. supposedly involved. You're at all. so mad at the And then on top of that, so just in case all of this behavior wasn't sketchy enough, Larissa and Shay keep having throughout the episode these secret bathroom meetings. Oh, so, yeah, to like pull to the side. Of like that's like, not suspicious yeah. at all. Like, hmm, you two disappear a lot, right? So Larissa says like. So Larissa and Shay go into the bathroom together and Shay like loud as fuck is whispering like you're crazy and Larissa's like laughing her ass off and Shay's like I don't know I feel like you kind of went a little hard and you probably just blew our cover right now and Larissa's like it's fine we're fine. So Larissa's like you didn't even do anything and (laughs) Shay's like yeah but I know who did the thing so Shay is in a talking head and she's like nobody really wants to let this picture incident go and I keep feeling worse and worse it's like I know what happened and like my conscience is telling me this isn't right and that we should have never done this in the first place it's kind of interesting that Shay throughout the episode kind of flip-flops in talking heads from being like these people are all stupid they should leave this alone to being like oh my god I feel really bad that this happened like (laughs) it was terrible so they all just kind of go their separate ways so then Becky and Safari are sitting in their room and Becky's like, you know, I really want to get to the bottom of who took this picture. And Safari says in a talking head, you know, yeah, like I feel like if we get to the bottom of who's who took this picture and she like makes this weird moral point where she's like, oh, you know, it's really, really wrong that they did that. But like if we find out who took the picture tonight, then Becky's safe from elimination because yeah, it's very clear to everybody home. that Becky is going home. Yes. So Safari says to Becky, she's like, I think that it was Shay because if she turned on you about the whole going to Monique thing, then, you know, you know, she wouldn't do this to Larissa. Mm -hmm. So obviously she's trying to, like, cause problems to get people sent home, which I was like, again, the wrong takeaway from this situation. Again, Shay was just trying to be like, it's stupid that people go to Monique. Yes. Because her and Becky are friends and was just trying to say as a friend, like, it's not going to make any difference. But at this the point in the show, time. I can understand being overwhelmed or confused. Well, I mean, it's, uh, we haven't talked about it enough at all, really, during this particular show. But we've discussed at length in the past about how terrible of an experience this has to be. Yeah. Like being in a house full of people all of your friends are going home day by day by day. And not not only that, you're encouraged to be on your worst behavior. It's alcohol flowing. It's cameras and lights 24 hours a day. You don't have any privacy. I mean, living with people on its own is hard enough. We lived in college. We, we lived at college. We had roommates. Like, living with people is terrible. Yeah. Especially when you're living with people who are like, there aren't really too many, like, serious consci- consciences, like, among them. You know, like, they're always trying. They're always on. They're always trying to be, get the most screen time. And there, it's a certain personality issue that is worse than your average roommate situation, mm. I feel like. So it has to be incredibly difficult. So Becky's like, yeah, she did try to, like, sabotage me and, like, you know she was like yeah i'm tired of people going to monique and getting sympathy so becky says in a talking head that she's like now looking at the conversation she had with shay in an even different light than just trying to sabotage her but like maybe she's the person who is just trying to sabotage people in it's a part of a larger sabotage plan to send people home yes going home everyone so then becky and shatar for some fucking reason go to larissa and they Not were like, Shatar. 
Becky Shatar. And oh my god, Safari. I cuz you know what it is? I try to tell myself, "Oh, it's easier if you just put the initial of the name instead of the my abbreviation yes. system." And it's not. So, <clears throat> Becky and Safari go to Larissa for some fucking reason, and they're like, "Okay, did you take the picture?" And Larissa's like, "No." And Becky's like, "Yeah, I knew it wasn't you." I'm like, "You've got to be fucking kidding me." How are you all this oblivious? So then they're like, okay, so who do you think took the picture? And Larissa's like confused because she's like, I'm not really sure what your angle is on this. And Safari is like, it was Shay. And Larissa's eyes go wide as fuck. Like you see like dollar signs come up basically because she's like, this is great because if they they're totally off my scent, you know, and they're coming up with all these cockamamie schemes about Shay. And basically what Larissa does is she doesn't agree and hold on to this, that she doesn't exactly agree with them, but she doesn't say no, it couldn't be Shay either. So, and she's just basically just willing to play along with whatever keeps her from now, getting sent home. she didn't actually say that she thinks it's Shay? No. Okay. Well, so she says in a talking head, she's like, oh, yeah, that. She's like saying that she's agreeing with them that they're making good points. So what she does say, because Larissa says to, you know, Becky and Safari, you know, I don't know what's going on. And she says in a talking head like literally juxtaposed with that hello was me you fucking idiots like you know whatever so larissa then says to becky and safari at elimination i'm gonna let monique know but then there's a pregnant pause and she goes that i didn't do it Mm. the smart thing so again she's not saying that shay didn't do it but she's not discouraging them from thinking that she did you know she's playing She's she's playing it safe. So Safari is like, oh, poor Larissa is like just in in shock that like her friend is trying to set her up like this. And I'm like, what? How are you this? I know I keep saying it, but like, how are they this oblivious? And I don't believe that this is staged. Like, because I think that if they were actually accusing each other or actually knew, then that would be other kinds of drama. It's not staged, but they are influenced or pushed in certain directions and thoughts, I feel like. I think that that's fair. Okay, that makes sense. So, Laylene walks in, and Becky and Larissa are sitting in the room getting ready for the next, you know, part of the evening. And Becky's like, Okay, so Larissa didn't take your picture, by the way, which, again, nobody was thinking that. Larissa didn't take your picture. Shay did. And she goes through this whole thing about how Shay, oh, Shay didn't want me to go home. And, you know, I thought we were such, I mean, Shay didn't want me to go to Monique. And I feel like that's so weird because we're such good friends. And you would think that she would encourage me to do that. And Laylene is like, oh, my gosh, like, I am so sorry. That was so dumb of me. And Larissa is sitting there, like, smiling like fully smiling and Laylene shakes Larissa's hand you know and Laylene is doing a talking head and she's like oh my god I feel so bad you know not only did is she getting accused by the about all of this like her friend is the one setting her up and you know Laylene and Larissa shake hands and Larissa gives like this weak ass like half-ass handshake and as soon as Laylene turns around she's like making this face at her like you're such a dumb bitch that makes me feel like they've said like cut but they didn't put that in I don't know Laylene is also very oblivious that's also so 
Because that was like, she All just put a smile possible. on her face where it looks like they just filmed the scene and she's like laughing like, wow, I can't believe like we're trying to But also right Larissa now. is like a, is a nervous smiler. I, I've yeah. noticed like she tends to do that when things are really uncomfortable. Like, like her default is, yeah, she does that a lot. So we cut back to downstairs and there's like a whole pile of party supplies under the bulletin board with a note from Mickey and Keith, supposedly. Mind you, we are about halfway through the actual episode at this point. Really? Yes. Jeez. This is why it took me forever to take Uh, notes. This was a nightmare. The talking after this. Yes. So today is a special day, the note says. It's Monique's birthday. Holla. Woo. (laughs) We we'd like you girls to throw her a surprise party this afternoon and we'll be arriving at 4 p.m. with Monique. So they have an hour to bake a cake and set up all the decorations. So Laylene and Safari seem to be on cake baking duty and because apparently Laylene asked what shortening is and Safari goes, it's grease. <laughs> Becky and Shay are decorating around like the dining room table that's set up, I guess, where they'll where they'll all be sitting and Becky kind of just says offhandedly, you know, word on the street is, by the way, that you took the picture. And Shay's like, absolutely not. And Becky's like, you know, I got told by people, you know, she's actually doing the good thing where she's like, hey, just a heads up. You're you're getting yeah, you're the one being this. thrown under a bus. You're right getting now. blamed for this. And she's like, oh, if you see people acting funny to you, you know why. Although what's interesting in this scene, if you go back and watch it, there is like a shady editing moment, which we haven't had in a little while, where there's a zoom in on because the the notes from Kevin are still on the blackboard in the room that they're setting up in. Mm-hmm. And there seems to be like a zoom in on the damage control note, mm. which I thought was very interesting. Learn your lesson. Or that, like, well, no, now a bunch of people are going to have to start doing damage control, interestingly mm. enough. Shay D editing. Ah, but I'm just... Yeah. So Shay asks Becky, you know, like, so why... So she starts accusing Becky of not using her own judgment. Like, she thinks that Becky is being influenced to think yeah. this by what other people are saying. Why are you listening to other people? And Becky's like, you know, I don't necessarily think that you took it. No, she she's like, I do think that you took it, but I also hope that you didn't, which doesn't really make a ton of sense. Nope. Shay says in a talking head, she's like, I don't actually think that Becky thinks that I took the picture and I have no idea who's like trying to set me up. You know, all I know is that everybody's like all of a sudden people got together and were like, it's me. And she's like, and Larissa better not have anything to do with it. So Shay is like pissed out loud about like the fact that all these conversations are going on behind her back and she's like I thought you knew me well enough and Becky's like well obviously I didn't know you well enough because of the conversation we had this morning like you tried to convince me to not go to Monique and she's like I didn't convince you to do anything like I thought that you were just being a fucking crybaby like I don't I wasn't trying to talk you out of doing it for my own gain and Becky's like oh really well you wouldn't say the same thing to Larissa like you you convince her to go crying to Monique and Shay's just like walks away and she's like whatever like you're just being a fucking crybaby like pity party bullshit and it's also worth noting that everybody else is either in the room or 
including Larissa. Larissa is basically in the room about like 10 feet away. Well, they keep showing her like looking over and like making faces. Yeah, just being like, what's going on? And or within earshot of the conversation, because you can hear Safari and Laylene, you know, like overhearing it in the kitchen. So they're arguing and they're doing that thing when you're arguing with somebody while you're like work like passive aggressively arguing on something while you're working on a task which is like you're kind of saying things and not really making eye contact with the person as you walk by and you know becky's like i'm not doing no crybaby shit and she's like oh i can tell like oh like whatever so becky's like oh the fact that um the fact that what the fuck does this say in my notes i i don't know the fact that Shay's so mad right now for even asking if she took the pick, like, I don't know, a picture, like, I don't know what to do. I thought she was my friend. Like, I don't, I don't know what the hell's going on. So Shay is going on and on about, like, kind of just saying out loud in general, you know, oh, the, everybody's talking all this shit behind my back. Like, say it to my face, whatever. And Becky's like, I did say it to your face. And she's like, oh, yeah, you did. But you also went around talking about it with Safari and whoever. And Becky's like, still trying to kind of martyr herself and everybody you know everybody's saying oh I'm gonna talk to her about it I'm gonna confront her about it but I'm the only one who did and she's like okay so then who else supposedly was supposed to gonna come talk to me about it and Becky goes well like Laylene Larissa and Shay goes oh Larissa like interesting and she's like oh yeah like Becky's like yeah she said she was gonna bring it up at elimination and she's like oh really Like, that's, that's what it is. Like, really? So Shay's like, oh, really? Larissa, do you want to have a talk about this? And so you think she's going to go over all tough, but then she walks over to Larissa and goes like, so do you have something to do with why this conversation's like happening, whatever? Like, she's like whispering. Like, it's like they're trying to do like an in-house like damage control thing now. Like, (laughs) no, fucking confront her. Say it with your fucking chest. So Larissa's like, no. And but then in her talking head, she's like, Becky opened her big ass fucking mouth. Like, didn't we just didn't she just like lose the contest for this? You know, whatever. Don't run your mouth. So Larissa. So they're all kind of going back and forth. And Larissa calls Safari in. And Safari, you know, was just like literally on those running blocks. Like she was about to run a marathon and be like, Safari. And she's like sprints in the room. (laughs) And she's like, well, Larissa didn't say Shay specifically like, And if anything, you know, when I asked who she thought it was, she shrugged. And but then Safari does a talking head where she calls Becky the R word, you know, for spelling the beans, which is not cool. So Shay says to Becky, you know, you said word on the street. And Becky's like, "Okay, but it is the word on the street. Shout out to my Real Housewives of Potomac folks. (laughs) It's a common. Uh, uh, I do not get that. Giselle the always says word on the street is always that's like that was her tagline for like three different seasons something about being the word on the street i love real house i was a potomac anyway <laughs> shay's like who's been talking shit about it like who's been bringing my name up and becky's like everyone and shay's like safari just said that n- nobody is really talking about it but you which is also kind of shitty on safari's part for being because safari is the main one going around she being said it like, first she said yeah. I it was shay she was the yeah. first person to actually say it so shay again is like doing that thing where she's like if you have something to say say it to my face and if that's how you really feel and larissa has the fuck again doing that same thing all i can think about is how it is not uncommon for certain types of you know murderers and kidnappers and stuff like that to be like 
to insert themselves into the investigation. And this is fucking Larissa to a T. She loves, instead of hanging back and, you know, letting people kind of turn on each other, she always puts herself in the middle and somehow manages to get away with it. Mm -hmm. So Larissa's like, so Shay is like freaking out. She's like, if you have something to say, just tell me. And Larissa's like, you know, I'd tell you. And Shay goes, yeah, I know. That's why I said something to Becky, because there's no way you would have talked about it. Like, you know, whatever. And Becky's like, weren't you just saying, Larissa, in the other room that you were going to bring this up at elimination tonight? Mm-hmm. And Larissa's like, I never said that. And then starts deflecting back to Becky being like, just you're screaming. the one that thinks it's Shay. You're the one that thinks it's Shay. So they're going back and forth, and Larissa's like, I said that if she tries to say it was me, I'm going to defend myself. Which, again, why are you telling your on yourself to this degree? <laughs> like, why are you coming with a plan if she accuses you when nobody's accusing you but you? Guilty thinking. Literally. It's almost, it's almost, I don't know, it's unfathomable to me that you are that, that somebody is that willing to tell on themselves. <laughs> Like, it's like, how are you that bad at lying? I'm thinking they're so sly. So Becky then turns to Larissa and goes, did you take the picture? And Larissa, like, gets wide eyed and goes, didn't you just ask me that? And Becky's like, yeah, I did. But at this point, honestly, I don't know who the fuck did it. So whatever. It was worth asking again. So Larissa asks what Becky told Shay. And Becky says, I never, she, like, L- Shay didn't say, no, Becky's saying that she didn't say Larissa specifically, and she was like, word on the street, and Larissa goes, you don't realize that word on the street means everybody? It's like, I think that she does, because everybody was literally talking about it. Everyone. This is this was honestly a nightmare to take notes about. I cannot stress enough how this discussion, this fight back and forth was torture it was, because they're it's all pointless you they're all talking just jump the, to the next scene yeah they're talking about it at the same time and they're all talking at the same time and they're all like yelling over each other and the like the captions can't keep up and you have to like by the time i finally heard what one person said i had to go back and listen to what the other person said it was a nightmare it's much easier to watch than it is to listen to then Safari, and you know this is, I kind of felt, I felt really bad for Becky in this moment because then Safari, her one true ally, is like, Becky, it sounds like you're trying to start some shit. And Larissa and Shay are like, yeah, it does. Blah, blah, blah. You're just starting problems. And then Becky just walks off to her room and starts crying. I felt bad for Becky in this moment because one, that was her friend that kind of then was turning on her. But also it was like her friend was turning on her when her friend was equally as involved in spreading this yes, theory. Exactly. So it's not really fair. I don't know. I felt bad for Becky. Larissa and Shay go upstairs to where Becky is. And Becky's just like in her room, you know, getting ready for the party, but also like crying at the same time. And she's like, I feel so bad that I accused you guys and I didn't want to like hurt my friends. And it makes me sick to my stomach that, that I'm hurting my <laughs> friends. And it, my, and like Dale from Step Brothers, I think I'm going to throw up. up. Yeah. <laughs> So she feels so all of this to say Becky feels really bad about accusing them, which is dumb. And she's like, you know, I think I'm just I'm going to leave. And Larissa goes, what? And but in a talking head, she's like, whatever. She's fuck. She's I'm tired of her crybaby ass. Let her fucking go home. Like, if you're that weak, just go home. 
So Monique and all the deans arrive and Brooke like runs upstairs and she's like, guys, come on, like we got to go. I thought Larissa was going to change out of the cami top and blanket that she is wrapped in. But apparently she does not want to take her blanket off instead of putting on, I don't know, a sweater. My blanket. They get a sweatshirt. They got a really cool charm school sweatshirt. And they could still wear some of their own shit too around the house. I know, but like, girl, you don't need the blanket wrapped around you. You look like a toddler. Like, it's because also it's like a babyish kind of blanket. Like, it's it's just, it's absurdly childish. So all the judges come in and they're all like, oh, like, hi, nice to see you, whatever. And Safari's like, fuck, like, we really got to put on these fake smiles right now. And then there's like all this drama going on, but we got to put on a good face for Monique to try to have a nice party. So... Monique was like does this talking cat where she's like oh my babies care about me and like it was it was sweet so all of a sudden Monique like looks around because there are only five of them and she's like so where's Becky you know like where was she coming down and Laylene's like uh yeah and then they cut to Becky upstairs packing so Monique blows out her candles and she's like where is my Becky <laughs> and Shay is like um she's trying to leave and Monique's like, oh, the f- father <laughs> God. And she just like, just turns Can't on I a dime. Can I just enjoy my birthday? Right. Just turns on a dime and like walks upstairs to go find her in her terrible little kitten heel wedges. So Monique finds Becky in the closet, like folding up her stuff. And she's like, come on, let's go sit down. And Monique says in a talking, there's no crying at my birthday party. <laughs> so Becky tells Monique, you know, what's up? And she's. Like, you know, oh, we were all still talking about the picture and I thought that Shay did it, but actually she was trying to throw Larissa under the bus for it. And then they cut back out to the party and they're all kind of, everybody who's left is like sitting around awkwardly at the table. And Keith, like Keith, this is, this is some also some shit why I hate Keith because you're in a competition, like you could be trying to make an effort to get to know them and well we don't see it because it seems like he's trying to do some sort of small talk well he's like also making awkward small talk because then they're just like so what's the deal like who's fighting with who and well he's saying that they're holding back right now he's trying to talk like that's kind of messy instead of trying to have like Like, i don't know a polite conversation so he's like yes well this is like it wasn't a fight and keith's like well you guys are obviously you know lying something yes and so Shay then at this moment takes it upon herself to go upstairs and she sits in the like kind of common area that was where the it looks like where the barbershop kind of room was okay. in I Love New York. That's how I think about it all the time. So Larissa is and not Larissa. Sorry. Shay is he. I cannot not confuse them. So she's sitting in the little like couch Shay's lounge thing that they have in there. She's trying to overhear the conversation Becky's having with Monique. And Shay is sitting there and she's like, I hear Becky, you know, saying that I didn't necessarily, that she didn't necessarily think that it was me. And I feel really bad because she feels so bad and that I know who took the picture and I haven't said anything. So then back downstairs, Keith is like, So is this what you do all the time when we're not here? Mm-hmm. You know, oh, this is fun. And Safari's like, Keith is doing his best to try to make small talk, but we're all in a fucked up mood. And no matter what he's going to say, it's going to sound stupid to us, (laughs) which I was like, okay. Back to Becky and Monique. You know, Monique is telling her, you know, when we make mistakes, you know, you just you got to turn around and be like, I made a mistake, especially when like a friendship is on the line. So Shay walks in and she's like kind of lingering by the door. And Monique's like, 
did you accept Becky's apology? And she's like, well, I do accept Becky's apology, but I there's another reason why I don't want Becky to, you know, get in trouble for this. And Monique's like, what do you mean? And she's like, you know, I'd rather talk in private. So Becky and Shay hug it out. And Becky says in a talking head, you know, the fact that Monique cared enough to leave her birthday party to convince me to stay is like a damn good reason for me to stay. Because if Monique is that concerned about me, I need to be that concerned about me, too. Yeah. So then they move to Monique and Shay move to Shay's room. And Shay is like, "Okay." Say you were in a situation where you knew you were in the middle of something and it was about your friend. And so you just go, I got, like, I got this friend, right? And Monique, like, immediately knows. Like, yeah. Monique, I think Monique knew anyway, but I think that this was confirmation. She can't pry it out of them. Like, she has to have them reveal She, Yeah, she's making the choice to have them her. tell on themselves. So she's like, oh, so this has really been bothering you, huh, since this happened. And Shay's just nodding. And Monique's like, so remember when I said during the last elimination that whoever did this to Shatar, like, if it wasn't Shatar, it was going to come back tenfold? Like, like the fact that two ladies went home on a lie, like, that's really terrible. You know, like, she's like, people go to jail for that, which I was like, that's a little. I mean, obviously, people do go to jail for this kind of thing. But like. <laughs> I think, like, the comparison was a little dramatic. Like, this is just a reality television show. This I isn't, am here to scare you straight. Right. This isn't a life or death type of situation. And Shay, at this point, is, like, crying. And she's like, I know, but, like, when you asked me what happened, you know, I said no. Like, I didn't. If, like, who, if did I did it. Sorry. It. Sorry. If, when you asked if I took it, like, I said no. Which was and true. And Monique is like, well, whoever your friend is, they should have stepped up. And Shay's like, listen, I'm going to talk to her and you know, see if I can try to convince her to come forward. And so they hug it out, too. And Monique's like, listen, I'm really proud of you. So Shay, actually, because she's a good friend, is like, you know, maybe it would be in Larissa's best interest to say that she did she did the thing, apologize, and then that'll look really good to the judges. Exactly. That she owned up to it and that she's like, she's taking ownership of her mistakes. And because that's, Monique just said, you know, sometimes when you mess up, you just need to apologize. It's the first time that she could actually show some maturity. Right. So they, so Shay comes down the stairs first and Larissa is just shooting daggers at her. Cause she's like, I fucking know that you told. So Monique comes down afterwards and everybody's cheering finally because the birthday girl is back and Monique's like, you know, thank you to Becky and Shay for clearing these things up. And Larissa's like in a talking head. She goes, I look at Shay and like clearly she's been fucking crying and like obviously she just fucking snitched on me. So Monique says they have one hour until elimination and then all of the judges head, I don't know, wherever. Somewhere. Wherever the fuck. The watch along limo. Right. So... Shay's like, well, you know, Larissa's obviously staring at me, like staring me down, thinking that I did it. And you know what? Good. Because like that'll be her sign that we need to have a conversation. So again, they have a shady bathroom meeting. Uh And Larissa asks what Shay told to Monique. So Shay's like, I told her that I was caught in a situation that's not fair to me over some shit that started as a joke. And she knows that she knows that like we had something to do with it and Shay's like trying to then go into her theory like but if you say to if you try to say blah 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 but Larissa is just so focused on the snitching aspect of it that she cannot see the forest through the trees and she's like but then how does she know and Shay goes 
well, she she fucking knew it was you. Like, she's, like, making this face at her, like, but she fucking knew it was you. Like, like don't, don't play dumb. Like, yeah, don't be fucking stupid right now. And Larissa's like, oh, why? Because you told her? And Shay says yes. But, like, Sh- I mean, granted, maybe some stuff happened that we didn't see. But, yeah. like, Shay didn't explicitly say it was Larissa. Exactly. But she she also, just has a friend who did something. Yeah, but, like, for Shay to outright say, yeah, I said it was you was kind of surprising. Yeah. So, I don't know. So, Larissa's like... Oh, I can't like in a talking head. She's like, I can't believe like you would think somebody's your friend and they fucking snitch on you. So I'm just going to say that Shay did it at elimination. So Larissa is trying to ask what else Shay told Monique. And Shay's like, "Okay, but the thing is, if the tables were turned and I did this thing like you wouldn't go home for me, probably. Right. Exactly. And she definitely wouldn't. She would have she would have definitely snitched like she would have said Shay's name, I believe. So she doesn't even answer that, Larissa. And she's like, the whole point of this lesson was to teach us damage control. Just like step up and fucking apologize. So Larissa's like, well, I'm not a snitch. And, you know, I would never say that. And she's like, what are you even saying? Like, that has nothing to do with anything. And she's like, you're still a snitch. And Shay just like rolls her eyes because she's like, whatever. Clearly, you're not trying to understand what I'm trying. The fact that I'm trying to fucking help you. And Shay says in a talking head, like, you're so focused on me being a rat that you can't even see that I'm trying to help you. Like, fuck you. You turned the whole house against me, you fucking backstabber. Like, fuck you. So Larissa then storms out of the bathroom and Shay slams the door behind her. And amazingly, we are at elimination. (laughs) 300 hours later. So many arguments. Pointless arguments. Pointless arguments later, right. And loud noises. Loud noises. So we get back to all the ladies lined up on the staircase for elimination. And Safari goes, I hope Shay goes home because there's nothing worse than a manipulative ass bitch, especially if she's trying to be your friend. And I'm like, you had, you took the wrong, no, you, you got the wrong takeaway from this. That's like a recurring theme. This whole episode is you had all the pieces lined up in front of you and you just managed to still put together an incorrect puzzle. So Larissa then says that she wants Becky to go home because she's being dramatic. You would think that she would want Shay to go home because that's her enemy now. Mm -hmm. Like, that's her main enemy now. I didn't understand. So Monique does this little thing first where she reminds us and them that their lesson was about presenting themselves to the media. You know, that they learned the do's and don'ts of conducting a good interview. And we brought in somebody, you know, who we knew all of you would have a problem with. And most of you rose to the occasion you know, reminds she reminds us that Safari is safe. So she has to call some ladies down to the carpet. So she calls down Becky for doing the worst at the task. And Becky's like, well, fuck, I know I'm going home. Yes. You know, whatever. Shay, who did well on the test, but has to be called down to the carpet for other reasons. <clears throat> and Shay's like, listen, I don't know what's going to happen, but I just got to, you know, go down there as a woman and face the music on this. And Larissa, she goes, Larissa, you already know. (laughs) So Larissa steps down and she's like, I'm tired of being at the carpet. And every fucking elimination, it gets on my last fucking nerve. And I know that I say fuck a lot. So it's kind of hypocritical for me to be so annoyed about how much Shay is, uh, Larissa is cursing. Wow, I really cannot keep them. Not at all. Holy shit. It, It is hypocritical of me to be annoyed at Larissa for curse. I almost did it again for cursing so much. But it's just like. The way she curses, I think, is, like, very pointed. Like, she doesn't have a reason to be so angry. <laughs> Never. Like, like, there's other shit going on in her life It's not for sentence enhancement like me. 
You know, I try to use like, I mean, there are times where I love to swear because I'm pissed, but like you don't have to bring this much anger into every situation. Like, let it go a little bit. Like, calm down. So this is where the other two deans get to weigh in. So they talk about Becky first and Keith's like, you failed this test big time and, you know, complete crash and burn and like. You, it's not even that you failed the test. It's that you didn't even realize that you failed the test yes. until after the fact. Like, you just kept talking and talking and talking. And Mickey goes, I was appalled. She said appalled that you would allow New York to press play on you. And basically, you just you threw everything mm-hmm. that you learned out everything. of the window. So then they move on to Shay and she and Keith's like, you know, you smiled and you deflected the question like you you really impressed all of us. You did a really good job. But then like I come in tonight to find that you were in the middle of all this drama. Like what? He goes, you got a loaded gun, which I'm like, that's weird. OK, whatever. He's like, I don't think I need to say anything else. And I'm like, you do kind of because I didn't really understand that metaphor at all. I guess it's supposed to be like he can get rid of someone pretty much like he she she has she that can. power. Yeah. She has the power to get rid she of somebody. Oh, okay. Like, po- yeah. So he did need to uh, he did need to say something else because I was left confused. <laughs> so Mickey then says to Shay, you know, you're what you're carrying right now, I don't know whether to say you're admirable or that you're an enabler. Then they get to Larissa and Keith's like, I think that you did great on the test and that you shouldn't be down here for that reason. Brooke actually should be down here, in my opinion, but you don't have anybody to blame but yourself. And he goes, you're clearly a certified psychopath. Oh, yeah. Which I was like, wow, that's... Brutally honest. A bold statement. And Loris is like, I don't really think so. And Keith's like, mm, well, I do. <laughs> So Mickey says to Larissa, you know, you brought the smile, you really brought the attitude. But like, I, of course, again, Mickey making only good points is like, I don't see that you're making any progress at all. Like, you're just not really moving forward and you really need to step up and own it and, you know, know what's true and own that. Stop yelling all the time. Just like stop being so awful. Like just insufferable is really the best way to describe it just unnecessarily petty and childish and not even funny or fun while you're doing it yeah because we all love a petty bitch but like if you're not if you're just being mean that's not inherently funny that is what i think a lot of people miss hmm when you're trying to replicate some of these iconic figures is like some people think that just being mean is enough and that's not the case no, there's like not some at people all. think that being mean is comedy And that's not the case either. It's not. So then we get Monique's final thoughts. And she said, Becky, I noticed she does this thing, Monique, where she will turn her. She'll break up her sentences in ways that will turn things into questions. So she goes, Becky, that young lady in New York, she really gets up under you. See, like that upward inflection in the middle of her statement, like where a comma would be, I guess. But she like inflects it enough or does enough to her inflection that it turns into a question in the middle of the sentence she's like so she's like that young lady in new york she really gets up under you and you took the bait and then earlier tonight you were ready to quit and she turns to shay and she goes shay that thing that's on your back again the question it's bad and it's painful and shay is like clearly at this point trying not to cry she's doing that like look up thing so then she turns to larissa and goes are you really Shay's friend? And Larissa goes, yeah, like Shay is my friend. Like, yeah. And Monique goes, how important is that friendship really? 
And Larissa's like, she is important enough that I didn't tell anybody about what she did. And, and she said what she did or what they did? Um, and she, well, what she says is like, I didn't tell anybody about this, about this. Yeah. Okay. Basically just trying to be like, she's got a bombshell to drop after the bombshell had already bum, bum, done bum. dropped. Right. I know. And Monique's like, you didn't tell anybody about what? And Larissa goes, what we did. <laughs> and then they cut to like Brooke looking confused and lost as hell. So then Monique's like, okay, so what is it that y'all did? And uh, Larissa's like, the picture. And then the all the ladies who are not called to the carpet are all looking at each other, kind of like, what the fuck? And Monique's like, the picture? And Larissa's like, mm-hmm. And Becky is in a talking head going, all I can think while Larissa's confessing is why the hell did you wait so long? Like, why did you let this get out of control? Exactly. And it's like, what? what is the question here? She did it to save her own ass. Well, she could have... Wi- opened up earlier about it to save her ass that's true i guess like now you're literally at the absolute last second yeah you because wouldn't she, have even she been knows standing it. there if you brought this up earlier yeah as they said brooke should have been down there right if she brought this up earlier she's not in the bottom three so then monique goes you know so when i asked you last elimination you know and larissa's like did i take it and Monique's like, and what did you say? And they got back to the flashback to last episode where, you know, she said no when asked. So Larissa's like, I said no. And Monique's like, and what is that called? And Larissa is like trying to be like, oh, well, you know, it's blah, blah, blah. And Monique's like, what is that called? Like louder and very much more pointed. It's like your teacher voice. And Larissa's like, well, I don't consider it lying because I didn't take it and put it in my possession. I took it and hid it. And, (laughs) you know, side note about Laylene's talking head right here. Millennials get a lot of shit for using literally when we mean figuratively. Yes. But Laylene is sitting here, her Gen X ass, and going, I want to literally throw this girl out of a window. (laughs) she literally wants to throw her out of a window like the fuck maybe so but then monique is like i didn't say larissa did you take this picture and is it in your possession actually side note larissa says in my position not possession (laughs) but monique is like i didn't ask you did you take the picture and keep it in your possession because we know that's not what happened to the picture (laughs) like I asked you, did you take the picture? And you said quickly, without a thought, no, I didn't do it. And she's like, you know, I'm really like fighting with myself on this because like you're you're clearly conveying in your body, like, you know, your whole being is conveying, Shay, I don't give a damn about you. I'll not only let you drown, but as you're drowning, I'll pull you down to save myself. So then Larissa, of course, because she is CEO of defensiveness, she's like, oh, so I told her to plan it with me then? I told her to plan it with me? And Monique's like, you know, Shay has really been sick over this. You know, it's really fucked up, you know, whatever. And Larissa's like, I didn't ask her to plan it with me. And Shay's like, well, I didn't ask you to touch the picture. And Larissa goes, no, you didn't. And she's like, so then don't, you know, whatever. And Larissa's like, I don't like this being blamed on me. Like, like I made you say something, like, you know, whatever. And she's like, I 
never made you do anything. Like, we decided all of this together. And Shay is taking the advice she was trying to give Larissa and now owning it and being like, you know, and and then on top of that, which is true, she goes, I told you to put the picture back, Mm -hmm. which is a true thing that happened. And Larissa's like, yes, you did. So in addition to Larissa being painfully defensive, she is also giving Shay credit for trying to do the right thing. <laughs> yeah, the fix the situation. Like, she's like giving herself all of the bad credit in addition to being defensive about it. And Larissa is just basically getting more and more hung up about the fact that all of this is getting blamed on her. Then Safari goes... I think that Shay is more guilty than Larissa. I think that Shay put the idea in Larissa's head because Larissa is dumb and she doesn't think that far ahead. And I'm like, wow, you have completely misjudged these people. Yes. Like, holy shit. Like, I mean, granted, do I think that La- that Shay is smarter than Larissa? Probably. Yeah. But this wasn't a matter of smarts. This was a matter of devious or deviousness. And who is more devious of the two? Fucking Larissa. Yes. Larissa is infinitely more devious and like up to more shit. Like Shay is more inclined to go along with the whatever messed up shit. They're just fucking around. Yeah. And having fun. It's not you. So Monique is trying to talk to her, but then Larissa yells, you know what? Whatever. I'll go home. You don't have to tell me to stay here. I don't care. I don't care. And Monique's like, you know what? That's really like the saddest part of all of this is that you don't care. And like, we're really trying. We care a lot about you and we're trying to get you to care about yourself, you know. And honestly, like you're being really childish. Stealing itself is childish. And Larissa is just like (sighs) and looks down at the ground. And she turned Monique turns to the ladies that were on the carpet, like all of them, and is like, you know, Becky, you were supposed to go home tonight, but then turns back to Larissa and goes, because of the fight and your cockiness, Larissa, you know what? You're expelled. So Larissa thanks Monique and gives her the pledge pin and starts walking out. And Becky's like, Larissa's mouth just kept me in this house. (laughs) That's got to be a great feeling. You're welcome. So Monique says to the group at large, and I assume to the producers and all this shit you know larissa's things are already packed once she walks out of this house do not let her back in which is fair because i could see her causing um, a disturbance kicking the door and back open and fucking screaming and, right. yeah so larissa in her exit interview says you know i don't give a fuck what monique thinks she can kiss my black ass i'm not gonna change for no fucking body i'm boots i'm back and she can kiss my ass which is like also like telling somebody to kiss your ass is like so corny like i feel like even in this time telling somebody to kiss your ass like that's not even a good it's like giving someone the finger it's just so like pointless like something you say quickly in traffic it's not something you say to try to actually like (laughs) own someone kiss my ass damn it i can't say anything back right drove past just like it's like a passing thing like oh kiss my ass you know what i mean like that's not like and she can kiss my ass like that's not such a whack-ass burn you're so hung up on this it's just it's funny to watch it's just i know because i'm standing here with my hand you're so like into it one hand on my microphone and the other hand on my hip like she can kiss my ass like grow up so Monique says to Shay, you know, I feel like this has to be really hard for you because, you know, that is your friend. Heavy air quotes she does. And she's like, oh, you got to start learning how to pick your friends better. 
So Shay and their talking head, now that Larissa's fucking gone, she's got all this confidence and she's like, Larissa just played herself. You're the one that ran off at the mouth. Like you, you took the picture. You ran off at the mouth. Now get your shit and get the hell out of here. You know, I'm here. You're not. You're gone. So kick rocks. Deuces. So back to the dismissal. All the ladies are walking back up the stairs of Monique because she has to do this she has to turn this There's a last closing bit. line always. Uh, yeah. So she's like, we'll be replacing Larissa with New York. Y'all sleep well. And then starts cracking up. Monique has a great laugh. She's like a very solid laugh. And I love Monique's laugh. So all the ladies are cracking up and then just being like, no, you know, whatever. And that's the episode. We get a really silly closing credit It's scene. a little funny. Yeah. So, you know. Monique, in that same tone of voice from earlier, is like, New York, I think you should be on season two of Charm School. And New York's like, me being like a Stepford wife? I don't think so. (laughs) I'm not even exaggerating. This is how she delivers And then she gets stuck at the door. She pats Monique on the arm and somebody like walks away and she's like, somebody's like, see ya. And... She, like, tries to walk out, and she does this weird little, like, hip swivel thing, and she turns to the ladies, like, one last time, and she's like, don't think so. And she, but because the door she's trying to walk out is to an adjoining room, like, an adjoining hotel room, there is no doorknob. (laughs) So she is stuck at the door, not sure how to open it, and she's like, can I, how do I get out of here? And she, and then finally she pulls on the lock. Yeah. I'm motioning this like you all can see me. You can't. Imagine. Right. Imagine that I am reaching high up and trying to unlock a door. And she turns to them and goes, bye, bitches. And then like shuts the door behind her. It's so corny. It's it's It was terrible. It was funny, but no. It was like very over the top, like soap opera delivery. And that is the whole episode. Whew, I have a headache. Just a lot of arguing. That's all it was. Yeah. A lot of arguing. Next week's one is going to be interesting. This has, uh, again, after the whole Safari incident, the most iconic line from the show. I think I know which one. So I'm excited about that. Just get some messiness. Oh, because the, the next episode's the where all the guys come in, right? Yep. Okay. Yes. Yep. I do know what's coming. It's a very, it's a series of very yes. iconic lines. I'm very excited. So, how'd you feel about the elimination? I guess that's that's pointless. Should, Larissa should have gone home. It's, yeah. No. There's there's no She's argument overdue. for anyone else. Yeah. Fuck it. Kick rocks, bitch. It gets annoying. It just, it gets so irritating. Like, I understand they need to be on TV. They need to do stuff to stay there. But at a certain point, it just gets so annoying. Where well, it's especially like, because, like, the fact that It's like, half- yeah, did you see my shirt? What the fuck are you trying to say? I took your shirt. I don't see your shirt. Fuck you, you piece of shit. I hope you fucking die. And it's like, whoa! Yeah, like, the fact that half the episode... Like, the fact that New York's cameo only made up such a small part of the episode really just showed what they were trying to do narratively that like just did not work exactly i don't want to watch a fight about who accused who of what we're taking a fucking picture it's boring now it's getting yes it was a rough it's it's a rough episode in that aspect but look i mean that's every season of every show eventually there's going to be some downers yeah this is usually the point in the season but the next one looks like it's going to be a fucking i feel like that happens like it's really it starts off really great then it kind of falls into a lull and then like an episode or two before the finale like things get really exactly yes spicy exactly and then the finale and whatever 
I think actually Larissa and Shay still have beef over this. I don't think about really. Like, I think that this is where their modern day beef stems from. Oh. So well, I have to do more Shea's research kind about of famous. that. But yeah, I mean Shay is. I mean, I would famous is a strong term, but she's still in the reality. She's TV somewhat world. relevant. Yeah. Yeah. Reality event. Does that kind of like relevant, but in reality TV reality event? Ew. No. That was bad. I don't fucking know. I tried. <laughs> Anywho, yeah. uh, that's yeah. a good. That's a good spot to end. Perfect. Perfect time to end. I think that means that we should probably. Sonia, where talking. can the listeners find us online? Yeah, so you can find the show Maybe. as a whole. Uh, <laughs> again, how many episodes are we up to? And I still can't remember this off the top of my head. Rewind the Love Podcast on Facebook. There you go. At Rewind Love Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Yes. You can find me on Twitter at Sonia Marie Says. <laughs> you can find me at Mr. Feeney519. And that's pretty know. much it. Yeah. Yeah, please. I know, dude. I feel like, don't you normally have something else to say? I don't know. Well, no, yeah. I've only tell been able to give, like, yes, tell about, friends who don't suck. You know, like, I mean, you know, everybody stuck at home wants yes. to rewatch this shit anyway. Just fucking appreciate those of you who have been sharing or mentioning us yes, recently thank you we love you um but yes please continue to share if you haven't yet please do a five-star review it's yes, much appreciated we really need them the listens go up we get exposure and we it's fun we could use we could use the help it's it's fun <laughs> that took a weird turn i'm sorry like i said my brain is melting out of my ears and uh <laughs> we'll talk to you next week yes bye goodbye everyone